Leadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is a in limbo three hundred episode. There's an echo. You got an echo? Somebody, somebody's got a mute if they've got the uh, chat room up. Liam, what's up, Leadheads? Who's joining us, Bill? We got joiners? Jacob? Yes. What? As of right now, yes. We've got several of us on right now. Very good. Very good. So we have called this special Leadhead meeting because we've got some things to resolve. We want to get our opposite of the jack wagon nailed down. So I have uh, asked this elite panel of Leadheads to join me. To help, na- to help narrow down our list to probably the top three, top four or so. And as you are listening, if you're on the chat end of this, watching us, if you've got suggestions on uh, what direction we need to head with our opposite of the jack wagons, we're going to take your suggestions there as well. Just type those in. And I'm going to go through here, and we'll start with Bill. Introduce yourselves. Tell the leadheads who you are, what you do, how long you've been a leadhead. Hey, I'm Hampstead from the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, Vice President of Benefits. I have been a leadhead for, what, about three years now, I believe, after having met Marty at a Sheepdog, charity, or Sheepdog Impact since, since Heroes Gala. Yeah, I was, I was dressed up a little better than I am now. at a time. Same here. All right, so let's go to Jacob. Jacob. Sorry, I got Sorry. a little blood. Um, Jacob Rosecki, uh, I've been a lead head for about two years now. I'm a civil engineer by day, and I help uh, Nick Dooley with Dooley Defense during the, the weekends and the, the night hours. Very good. And Nick may be joining us. He may be a little late. Yeah, I texted him to see if he was coming. So let's go yes. next. Jerry. Hi, uh, Jerry. I'm Jerry Black. I have been a leadhead since episode one. Yeah. Day one. Long time leadhead. Welcome in. Now let's hit uh, the beautiful and lovely representing all you lady leadheads out there, Katie. Hey. So I'm Katie Healy, and I've been a leadhead, I don't know, probably two or three years, a little bit after Bill joined. And I know Bill still can't hear. Um, so uh, anyway, no, I work for Ford Motor Company and I'm an associate, or I like to call it social member of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. So. Very cool. And then we've got longtime leadhead Kenny Ortega. He's in some California traffic. Are you able to talk, Kenny? Yeah, I can talk. Um, so 
Kenny Ortega. Uh, I am a producer of This Week in Guns and Gun Funny on uh, the Firearms Radio Network. Been a leadhead for pretty pretty close to the beginning. I mean, you were double digits, but low double digits. Um, just, uh, you know, first time on, but first time long time. Very cool, man. Welcome in. So uh, before we get this started, I think it would... Uh, it would be good if we kind of jumped in and got some jack wagons taken care of, too. What do you think? Just to get everybody warmed Absolutely. up and, and get the idea of what we mean by opposite of jack wagon. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. Now, I'll start with my guest. Does any, anything come to mind for anyone right off the bat? And and keep in mind, as you guys are watching, I'm, I'm catching them off guard. They had no idea why they were coming on this show. Anyone? Anyone? Who wants to be first? I've got one if nobody else does. Do it. All right, so Las Vegas, there's this woman on the bus. She pushes a 74-year-old man off the bus because she is impatient and ends up killing him. What? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah, I saw that today. I wow. absolutely back that up as a jack wagon. Oh, my. How did she push him off the bus? He was stepping down from the you know the, the driver's door right there, Yeah. and she was behind him and just like, get out of my way, pushed him out of the way. He fell and uh, ended up dying as a result. Oh she's, she was arrested, but she's, she's been released on bail. Released on bail, my lord. Yeah, she pushed him face first and then turned around and walked back to the back of the bus. She didn't even get off the bus. Did he, like, crack his head or something, or did he get run over? What happened? Do we know? I believe he hit his head when he went down. I, I mean, he, he went down face first. He, yeah, he went face first into the concrete. He did a big face plant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely. That woman is, uh, she's got a special place in hell waiting on her. She's beyond jack wagon train. <laughs> For sure. That chick's going straight to hell. Yeah. Anybody else? Anyone, anyone. All right, I'm going to take one here from some email sub submissions here. We got Tyler J. Bronson. And this looks like this is going on up in Maine. So let's see what uh, what Tyler's got here. It says, Maine Senator rejects Petitions opposing gun confiscation bill. Steve Everett. It's like Brownie Carson. Brownie's his nickname. Okay. So it says, The right of Maine and the United States citizens to petition their government is so scared to uh, that it is enshrined in the First Amendment of the United States Constitution and Article 1, blah, blah, blah. But Senator Everett Brownie doesn't seem to care much for citizen petitions, at least if they are from his constituents who oppose gun confiscation laws. So it says, uh, let's go on and see here. Eric, please don't give me any more of this, Brownie. The Free Main campaign posted a picture of the envelope that was handwritten note on social media Friday. So apparently he wrote a note to uh, one of his aides that said not to give him any more of these uh, petitions. So if you're in Maine, you need to just inundate this guy with more petitions. It's exactly what he needs. We don't we don't have anybody here from Maine, right? Everybody, where y'all? Where's uh, Katie's Michigan? Bill's Michigan. Jerry's here. Where are you at, Jacob? 
Texas? The good old state of South Dakota. South Dakota. That's right. And then Kenny's in California. Hoping to get back to Texas. Working your way to Texas? Yes. Well, I'm sure they'd be, well, they'd welcome you. Let's see. I've got another one here. This one is from Dustin Warren. And it says, Washington governor signed seven new gun bans and confiscation laws. <laughs> so, I mean, what haven't they tried to put a law on already or confiscate? I mean, it's pretty much covered by now, isn't it? This is ridiculous. Is the new laws restrict access in a number of ways, including bans on ghost guns. We all know those are real. And red flag confiscations for juveniles and domestic violence suspects. So this is in uh, American Military News is where this one can be found. Yeah, I'm not going to read that whole thing there. Uh, I think we get the gist of what's going on with that one. Let's see. Let's take another one. Jason Edgar was supposed to be on here with us, but I don't think he's going to be able to, to join us. He, he just chimed in in the group chat. Oh, okay. What's up? He's He is our, our new... Actually, he's the first sergeant of arms of the Leadhead Brigade, so welcome in, Jason. I'm going to take one of yours that you submitted. And he earned that sergeant at arms because he sends me like four or five of these a week, which is awesome. So keep those coming, Jason. Let's see. It says, Leadhead Sergeant Arms here. So many to nominate. You pick. Said hundreds of firearms seized from an ATF tip in Los Angeles. A tip on manufacturing firearms. Among the findings are tools to manufacture. So what? Exactly. What are they considering tools to manufacture? Guys like guns. Big deal. I know of no law saying how many firearms one could have. Are we going to extreme? What is that? Couponeers? What's a couponeer? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for having too much. In the uh, image of the firearm seized, I just see company-made firearms. So, more than a thousand guns seized from L.A. home near Playboy Mansion. Uh-oh. Maybe these are some of uh, Hugh Hefner's. Maybe it's a house he owns. Suspect in custody, police say. And there's a link there, and this is in Fox News. You guys can go to Fox News, and you can Google this. Authorities on Wednesday seized more than 1,000 guns from an upscale Los Angeles home near Playboy Mansion after receiving an anonymous tip about alleged illegal firearms sales, according to reports. So I don't see anything about manufacturing here. It looks like he's just uh, he's in the business of selling guns. <laughs> he probably doesn't have a license to do so. Um, so that's a good one. I mean, there's probably going to be a nice big sale on guns here. It looks like he's got a nice variety, too. Yeah, they don't sell them, though. Say again? You were breaking up. I said uh, Los Angeles doesn't sell them, so they'll be destroyed. Oh, they do? They just go ahead and yep. give them to Benchmade and let Benchmade take care of them? <laughs> <laughs> was that a low blow to Benchmade? Yeah. The Should I have not gone there? Oh, well. How are questions coming, Jacob? 
Got any questions for anybody? Nope. Uh, just everyone kind of joining in. <clears throat> we got Jason Edgar, John Adams, E.L., Ed Burton, uh, Melissa. Is that jor What's that? I said, is that jor It <laughs> Just L? E-L. Yeah, L, like jor Superman, you know. Yeah. Anyway, Kal-El. So welcome in, guys. Uh, getting warmed up with some jack wagons. If you guys have any jack wagons, type them in there. If you've got a link, throw a link in there, and uh, Jacob will field those for us. But uh, I want to go ahead and get into uh, the meat of this. We want to we want to try to narrow down our suggestions for our next segment, which is going to be the opposite of a jack wagon. So this is someone who, or a group of people. Uh, that is doing something good in our community. It doesn't necessarily have to be firearms related, uh, but it can be. Uh, so I want to go through some submissions that we've had. And this all started off with an email from Jeffrey Haddix. And I'd asked Jeffrey to be on, but Jeffrey has to work, so he couldn't make it. No, actually, Jeffrey's going to watch John Wick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So I got stood up for John Wick. Damn it! Hero uh, matches for John Wick. Somebody else is gonna go watch John Wick too. Yeah, Siri got a little head start on John Wick. Very nice. Uh, but he sent in an email, and I read it on uh, the last regular episode, the one before the AK Corner. You guys can go back and and read that. I'm not gonna read it again. But basically, he wants. He wants us to start honoring and recognizing those individuals that are doing good in our community. So I thought that was a great suggestion. Uh, a lot of you other leadheads thought it was a great suggestion. And they have been rolling in ever since. And I'll just start with Jeffrey on what his nominations have been. He says, Talking Lead Freedom Fighter Award and he thinks that we should have an F-14 Tomcat. So let me back up a little bit. So the jack wagon train, for those who don't know, we have the talking lead jack wagon train. And it hauls off the jack wagons. So we've got a vehicle that takes care of the jack wagons. So we want to have a vehicle also that takes care of our, our good doers. And that's what I'm just going to call them for right now until we come up with a, a name for them. So he's got talking lead freedom fighter award. And then he's got the F-14 Tomcat. We're going to have to have a lot of F-14 Tomcats to, to haul these people around, to cart them around. And then we got, uh, we'll go ahead and go with Jason, since Jason uh, is on here with us. Jacob, or Jason Edgar. And he says, Gunny's Valor. And then it's the Gunny's Valor Convoy. And Jerry's doing good. He's writing this down, guys. All right, so the next one, you guys vote. You vote at home, too, that are that are uh, in your comment section there. Vote for us. Vince Buckles, can we get just the camera angle of the dude drinking beer and moving around a lot? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Sorry, it's me. I'm sorry. I think he's talking about Jacob. Yeah, when are you a dude? <laughs> I hope you're not a dude. You have no. pretty hair for a dude. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so the next one, we've got Brian Bolajak. 
and I'm probably saying your name wrong, Brian. I apologize. He says Sheepdog of the Week, and he wants it to be a tank for the vehicle. So like a Sheepdog Sherman or a Sheepdog Bradley, something along those lines. Kind of like the idea of a tank. It's probably not going to be very comfortable, though. <laughs> so, Jacob, do you remember what your submission was? Nope. I, I don't even remember what I have for breakfast most days. You are on top of it, son. So you <laughs> submitted Freedom Train. So the opposite of the Jack Wagon Train. So that's okay. I mean, we could do another train. I was trying to trying to keep it something different than what we've already got. No, I agree. I think I think we should stay away from the trains. We we got we got the train pretty well defined now with the Jack Wagon. Okay, I'm with you there. I'm with you. That's my feeling. What about you guys? You think the same same way? Steer away from trains. Yeah, yeah I think stay away from the trains. Yeah. Cool, cool. Melissa, I want to hear your uh, suggestions too. So type in your suggestions, Melissa. Gunny's fire team. We've got uh, KJ4RMZ. So write that one down. Gunny's fire team. If I miss any of those other ones, go back and uh, write those down for me. Jerry, are you are you also able to see the the chat notes? No. Okay. The one one that we can't forget is the Happy Hummer. Jason says the Happy <laughs> Hummer. I like that one. The Happy Hummer is a good one. Yeah, I I actually enjoy that one. So uh, Vince is, is on here, and Vince had a good one. Vince Buckles, he was on our last AK Corner, if you guys caught that. If you haven't, make sure you go and listen to it. We just posted it, what, yesterday, I think? Yep. Yep. How could I forget? Yesterday was one of the best days I've had. And tell everybody why why you remember it so well and you couldn't remember your submission for the opposite jack wagon, Jacob. Because <laughs> I won the help up, the 11th help up. There you go. Number 11. Awesome. And we also have Jerry Black on here. He's been a, a past winner. He won back in January. Katie was up for it. Bill was up for it. But Jacob beat him out. Too bad. Better luck next time. Sorry, Bill. That's all right, buddy. So Vince, I think he just... All right, so he says, This week's champion of Manifest Destiny. This is Vince, Vince Buckles, and it's the Manifest Destiny Wagon. Who's getting arrested? Oh, that's me, which is really rare in this neighborhood. Oh, you live in the hood. My ride's almost here. Don't lie. It was, no, the fire truck just went down the dirt road. It's or was that our, our convoy uh, escorting our non-jack wagons? Mm. Parade. So that's a good one. So Vince says the manifest, uh, the champion of manifest Desti and the uh, the wagon is going to be a manifest. You know, like the old um, pioneer settlers had the the wooden wagons. That's what he's talking about there. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one too. That's a good one. Doug Cross says freedom fighters. And Freedom Force One. So I guess Freedom Force One would be a plane, maybe like a big, uh, like Air Force One or something. 
I, I want you guys to comment. You're not on here to be <laughs> quiet, mouses. Come on. I should have spoken up earlier. I'm just working on trying to hear everyone, so bear with me. He's working with those government-issued headphones. I think that's part of it. <laughs> I think he got what was left over from his kids. <laughs> All right, so that's Doug's submission. We got another one here in the chat. All right, read it. Leadhead Brigade LCAC. And what does LCAC mean? That I don't know. KJ, let us know what LCAC means. KJ also had Gunny's fire team. Or is that a different KJ? No, that's the same one. Air Force Two? <laughs> that's the vice president, right? Isn't that what they call Air Force Two? Yep, that is correct. All right, Who Alex. Who does number two work for? Number two? <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing an Austin Powers joke there? Yes. I got it. I got it. That's a good one. All right. Um, Alex Kellums, Alex K. He says, Freedom Fighters also. And he says, Freedom Factory. And then he also sent another one, changing uh, change it to a vehicle. He's saying some sort of a motorcycle, like a Harley. Uh, maybe not call it a, Har a Harley. Maybe call it a hog. Be a, and start like a motorcycle gang. So when we get all our um, nominees, they ride off on on Harleys like a big motorcycle gang. That's pretty cool. All right, LCAC, Landing Craft Air Cushion. Landing Craft Air Cushion. Okay. Yep, it's the Marine Corps hovercraft. So when you see them roll off the water onto land, there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, a big old hovercraft. Yep. Or that, maybe it, that would be an different. Osprey. It's got to be catchy though. I mean, we got to come up with a catchy yeah. name for it. Let's see. Patrick Lynch says Freedom Marshals and a Freedom Bird. So another plane of sorts, and we can. Uh, I think we're deciding on a bigger plane, like a C one thirty or a big uh, Boeing. 777 or something like that and just pimp it out. Tony Stark style. Just don't oh, want to be a Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dustin Warren. He says the Pew Pew Patriots. Kind of like that. It's got a good ring to it. He doesn't give a vehicle, though. So we got the Pew Pew Patriots. Giddy up, John Gallup. He says, and he does a lot of gunny stuff, and these are all put gunny in front of this. The gunny Humvee. I think he had somebody else had a Humvee on here, right? The happy Humvee. We've got Gunny's roll call, Gunny's flagship, Gunny's battalion, and Gunny's patriot platoon. Which those are all good suggestions there. Yeah, the other one was the happy Hummer, which can take on multiple meanings. <laughs> it can it could be a, a negative connotation uh depending on who and what you are but i, I look at it as all positive that. what's that no there's nothing negative about that it's all positive i think so <laughs> <laughs> never had an unhappy one so all yeah, right as uh, a recipient i yeah never see a downside to that hummers are great to ride in 
Aaron Smith says, uh, Heroes Hilo. And he's thinking like a Chinook or something like that. Or a CH-53 Pavlo with Dylan Arrow miniguns. That would be kind of cool. It would. Definitely sounds fun. Yeah, I like the... Ooh, uh, Lead Force One. Heroes. That came up on the chat. I Lead like Force one. one? Nice. Lead Force mm-hmm. One. Okay, the Lead yeah, who, Force One. Who, who put that down? The KJ. KJ for RMZ. What was the one before that? He's got lead something, CAC, C-A-C. Maybe he just mistyped lead force one. I actually had thought that was going to be one I'd submit if nobody else did it. So that's a good one. That was going to be my suggestion. Josh Spill, and Josh won uh, a bag of cappuccino, no espresso, AK espresso, and last. The last episode of the AK Corner and a uh, nice coffee mug. So, congrats to Josh. He says, and this is one uh, I really like. He says, we call them celebrities, like celebrity, but they're celebrities. And they get a ride in the Liberty Limo. Posh. I like that. Any reactions? Anyone? Anyone? Limo rides are cool. It's luxury. What was it? I said limo rides are cool. That's luxury. Yep. Yeah. It's nice. Do a red carpet rollout. Have the no, uh, no. Do a red, white, and blue carpet rollout. Well, see, that's why I got you guys on here. Start thinking now. The wheels are turning. There you go. That's Good what one, I want to hear. Thank you. <laughs> Chime in. All right, Kurt Garber. Uh, I'll have to read his. I didn't write it down. Um, we'll go to James Holt. Gunny's Freedom Fighters. And Freedom Fighters seems to be a recurring suggestion. I've had that at least three times. Um, and then Lady Liberty. Did I read that? F-16 Jet? Did we do that one already? No. Okay. So he's doing some sort of a plane. We call it Lady Liberty. I like Lead Force One. I think that's going to win over for if we do a plane. Yeah, right now, that's. I like Lead Force One. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm game. Vince brought up a good point um, in the chat. He said not to use trendy verbiage like pew pew, that it will get real old just like zombies. I agree. Mm hmm. What did he say? It was pew pew. Well, I gotta find that one. Pew pew. Pew pew patriots. Pew pew patriots. Okay. He also he just chimed in again and said, "Freedom fighter is slang for terrorists in all third world countries." <laughs> that is true. They're red. I mean, when you think of freedom fighters, you think of troublemakers, don't you? Yeah. Well. But Patriot one man's terrorist is another anyway. man's liberator, right? So Dave Held yeah. says, Gunny's Bullet Train, which if we were going to do a train, that would be a cool name for it. And Freedom Rounds. I don't know what that would be, vehicle-wise. And then Kenny, do you remember your submission? Yes, sir. Let's hear it. So, you know, obviously, leadhead brigade, so we need a brigade commander. 
So someone who's, who's leading the pack and taking charge. And they should be flying luxury, so they should be on Gunny's Gulfstream. Gunny's Gulfstream. There we go. That's classy. Yeah, that sounds real nice. I like that. Blows off the tongue. And let's see if I missed. I missed uh, Kurt Garber, so I got to go find his real quick. Stand by. As I'm looking this up, uh, Katie, you got any suggestions? No. I thought about it, and I still like Lead Force One. Okay, what about what we call them? Celebrities. Celebrities. That's that's really hard to say, though. All right, so here's Kurt Garber's. Yeah. Kurt Garber says Lead Force One. So he had Lead Force One on there. Lead X rocket like SpaceX. The SS Lefty. So he's getting into like big giant boats. I like I like a, like a big <laughs> aircraft carrier. That'd be cool. We could have everything on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. The uh, SS Gadsden, the SS Threeper. We and got USS Leadhead Brigade. USS Leadhead Brigade. Let's see, and then we call them Minute Men or Women, Ermy's Army. I think there's already an Ermy's Army, isn't there? I think so. And then Threeper Reapers, and the Threepers like the Three Percenters. So he's got the SS Threeper and the Threeper Reapers. How about keep, the Threeper Reapers on the Lead Force One? So I want I want you guys to pick like your top three or four, and we're gonna we're gonna put those up. We're gonna put them on social media, and we're gonna let everybody vote on them. And then in the next couple of episodes, we're gonna pick the winner, whoever gets the most votes, and that's how we're gonna do it. So you guys, your job is to pick those top three or four. And we put them to a vote. So there's another one here. Let's see. One more that I missed. I gotta go back to it. Did Jeffries, Jacob, did Vincent. Oh, there was. Does anybody remember the episode where I had uh, Jeff Kirkham? And I think it was either Paul or Jared or both Markle on. And that was what, three episodes ago? Jacob Herman, yeah. And they came up with some good ones on that. I can't remember what I think it was. that was. The, I think that was the Hummer one, dude. The Happy yeah. Hummer? Yeah, I think it yeah. was. I think that was the Happy Hummer one, yeah. So there we go. What do we What do we got, Jerry? How, how about the Mile High Club on the Lead Force One? <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs> right. This is to this is to the point, recognize people that are doing good in our community, and it doesn't necessarily have to be firearms related or gun industry related. Okay, so we want some you know a name that's going to be all encompassing. In a vehicle that you know we can, we can proudly cart them around and show them off in, make them feel like heroes. So, what do you think? I definitely like Lead Force One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Yeah, I think that's pretty I unanimous. Like, yeah, I like Vincent's earlier too with the covered wagon and the Champions of Manifest Destiny. Destiny. 
I definitely like those two. Okay, so mark him down for those. There's check each on those. What about you, Bill? I, I kind of dig the celebrity. 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 The yeah. celebrities. Even okay. though, even though difficult to pronounce if you're trying to rush it, but I, I kind of dig that one. After I drink a few more of these vodkas, it's going to be real hard. <laughs> Did anybody say anything about the uh, Leddycopter? Waylon Waylon O seven recommends Leddycopter because I am drinking from a talking Letty. Keeps your drinks minutes colder or hotter than a Yeti. Don't be a snowflake. Get a talking Letty. <laughs> All right, Katie, what's your vote? Shameless plug. Well, I, I like the the lead force one. Okay. I don't know. As far as like who's on it, I, I'm good with celebrities because I can say that right now. Because you can say it right now. <laughs> this okay. rolls what about, off the tongue. Uh, mile high leaders. <laughs> nope. He's staying away from the mile, mile high. Nothing. No, that's not good. That, that doesn't <laughs> convey <laughs> what we're trying to do here. That's a different show. <laughs> That'll be a different segment of the show. The Minutemen of Lead Force One. The, so you like Minutemen, Minute Women? Sure. Okay. Did somebody say Liberty Leader? No, there was I Lady Liberty. Did. Okay. I can't remember. So a Liberty Leader? Is that one you're throwing in the hat? I want to. not already there, sure. But I want to see. I'm not too concerned. I want to see you chat. Uh, vote out there on the chat land too. They definitely like Lead Force One. So that seems to be popular. Okay, so that's going to be in yep, the sure. in the running. So, uh, Bill, what's yours? What's your picks? Oh, we did, Bill. I mean, uh, Jerry, what's your picks, Jerry? I'm going with uh, Lead Force One. Okay. And either the Celebrities or the Threeper Reapers. Okay. Nice. I like the three for Reapers, but Vincent just came on with Lead Leader, like Red Leader. Okay, it's play on talking lead. You know how much I like to yeah. to do that. Well, it would make sense on Lead Force One too. Lead Leader on Lead Force One. Yep. Yeah. All right. So put that in the hat. And Kenny. I'm partial to Dead Force One. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you're looking at the what flies, you know, basically the commander in chief of the Leadhead Brigade. Uh -huh. um, or at least, uh, you know, a VIP in the Leadhead Brigade gets to fly on it. Um, as far as what to call them, I'm, I'm torn. There's, you know, there's some good ones there. There's some, I like the way the Three Per Reaper rolls off the tongue, but. I don't know. I'm kind of a little hesitant because of the Reaper negative part. connotation of Threepers. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there's uh, you know too many bubbas in that crowd, um, but I like the way it sounds. So make a, a good T-shirt, huh? Yeah. Could make a good T-shirt. Yeah, it would. Okay, we'll put that one, put that one in the in the hat there. And did we get everybody on our panel here, except for me? Yes, sir. So. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, go through. So. I'm gonna go through everybody's comments here real quick, just see if we missed anything. 
Okay, K KJ4RMZ is Ed Burton, also a, a winner of uh, a help up. Uh, ghost gun operator. John Adams having technical problems. He was supposed to have joined us. Sorry, John. Burn. Gunny's fire team. You put you put that one down, right? Uh, and then the Happy Hummer. I kind of like the Happy Hummer. Well, you can't do Happy Hummer if you're not going to do Mile High Club. I'm sorry. It's 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 different though. It's, it's different. The same thing. Or it's at least not. Or how about the Mile High Happy Hummer? <laughs> there we go. Combine it all. Uh, the covered go. wagon for champions of manifest so, destiny. That's Vincent's. I'm uh, just throwing out suggestions to Melissa out there, so just ignore me. <laughs> and I kind of like I kind of like that tie-in with the manifest destiny and the covered wagon because the jack wagon, uh, you know, that was actually a term that happened back in the covered wagon days. Good point. That's where they would throw the. Uh, Gunny came on and he explained it one time, and uh, he was saying that that's where they threw the the people that were basically a jail for the convoy, you know, the 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 dragon uh, dragon, the wagon convoys that they did. Uh, let's see, Leadhead Brigade, that LCAC, not sure about that one. Air Force Two, we're going with Air Force One if we do that. Uh, we got to vote for the Manifest Destiny. So put a check by that one. That's going to be in our top uh, to be voted on. USS Leadhead Brigade. It's we are the Leadhead Brigade. Yeah, I like I like a big battleship though idea. I like that concept. That's kind of cool too. If anything, then it'll be maybe the USS Lefty or something. Uh, we're not going to put my name in it. No. No. My my name's not part of it. No, no, no. Because a lot of a lot of those uh um, you know, aircraft carriers are named after uh, people. So that's what I was thinking. Right, but I don't deserve to have one named after me. So. <laughs> oh come <laughs> I mean, on now. We'll call it you know the SS Gunny or the SS Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> SS Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh, John Wick. John Wick. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think I've seen everybody's here. Um, so my vote is, I like Lead right. Force. I like Lead Force One. Put a check by that. Mm -hmm. I like the Manifest Destiny one. Put a check by that. Uh, I like the motorcycle gang concept too. Lefty, we got another one here. Okay. Uh, our shitty IT guy was able to clear his eyes. <laughs> And uh, he put out Lead Bread Heroes. Lead Bread Heroes. <laughs> like, a, like a pure bread. Yeah. Dog, but it's lead, lead, lead Bread Heroes. Lead Bread Heroes. Okay. I don't think a lot of people would get that one. Like when, I don't either. When you say jack wagon, people know what a jack wagon is. You know, It's like somebody that you're calling out for being an idiot. So it needs to be something that when we say it, people are going to go, boom. You know, that's that's somebody who's doing something good. So uh, what did I say? Lead Force One, Manifest Destiny, 
And the motorcycle thing. And the motorcycle. Okay, so those are my three vehicles. And then the names. I agree with Vincent on the Freedom Fighters. Um, don't really, don't really want to go with that one. The Brigade Commander. I like that. Uh, or some other connotation, because we're going to have a bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Brigade something. Possibly. Brigadier uh, General. I was thinking the same thing. Brigadier, but but still, we're gonna have a lot of them every week, you know. So. Yeah. You don't have a lot of brigadier generals. <coughs> no. Uh, Gunny's valor as a. Um. An award, I guess. I like Gunny's valor, and what I need one more. For a name, don't yeah, we don't want to do the pew pew. And let's see. The celebrities, yeah, it's got to be celebrities. Yeah. yeah. And I like the Liberty Limo too. It's like one of my favorites. All right, so what's our what's our top three for each? Back to Gunny's fire team. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Scrappy Hero Pups. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I like that one. You like Happy Scrappy Hero Pups? Happy Scrappy Hero Pups. And this pups. week's Happy Scrappy Hero one. Pups award goes to... It's a the Happy Scrappy Hero Pups on the Happy Hummer? No, not the Happy <laughs> Hummer. You can't do that. You can do the Happy Hummer. We just can't no. do Mile mm-hmm. High Club. I don't know if I want a Scrappy Hummer, you know? I mean, that just sounds wrong. What did uh, Tony Stark call it? The Humdrum V? The Fun V. The Fun, the fun V. There you go. The fun v. That's another body part. I'm in the fun V. Hey Marty, that uh, that Hummer that you rode in down down in Florida, what did they call that? That that's the, the the converted Hummer that you were in that you did a live broadcast. Did they have you were you were down you were in Florida? I believe it was um, for the Iraq. It was the Iraq eighty eight eighty eight, whatever it was, oh. and you were in that Hummer. No, it wasn't a Hummer. It was like a, a a deuce and a converted deuce and a half or something. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good a good vehicle. But I know you weren't serious, Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> what about Heroes Hall? Heroes Hall. They all get convened to Heroes Hall, get to have a nice meal and a drink. Video like crash. Night at the VFW. <laughs> Not at the VFW. I think that's what you're having at your house right now, isn't it? I wish. <laughs> or play on that Hall of Heroes, kind of like Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Or, well, similar to that Hall of Heroes, kind of like Hall of Fame. It, you know, could be the, you know, 
um, Leadhead Brigade's Hall, um, Hall of Heroes? This week's Leadhead Brigade Hall of Hero nominee is. I kind of like that. That works real nice. That flows good. Yeah. We should have started this like an hour before we actually started going live to get your <laughs> brains going. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So our uh, our top vote getters right now are Lead Force One, Manifest Destiny, the motorcycle. I don't know that we came up with anything other than a gang. Uh, Liberty Limb and Hollow Hero. What is a what is a like? Um, what's a motorcycle gang called? Hell's Angels. Club. It's a club. It's a gang, I guess. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a freaking gang. <laughs> I don't know. I just like the idea of you know picturing all our heroes with you know leather on on their their Harleys or whatever, raising hell, making a big boom boom boom. That would be a good sound effect for it to, you know, like I do the the train comes in. I do a train sound effect. I do like a nice motorcycle. How'd that sound go? I <laughs> 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 you get Chad on here to, to make that noise. He does a good one. Chad Enos. Have you ever sodomized a squirrel with a cinnamon-centered toothpick while <laughs> actively campaigning? Reparations for Native Americans. That's a that's a long name. I don't think we can do that one. I think they just wanted you to say it. I had to. I mean that somebody to type all that out. All right, so I think I think we've got our top at least three or four, right, Jerry? What are they? Yeah, we got Lead Force One, Manifest Destiny, the Liberty Limo. The Hall of Heroes and the Motorcycle Gang. <laughs> the Motorcycle Gang. <laughs> Our got, gang. I got nothing. I'll have to work on that one. But uh, so, what about what we're going to call them? Okay, so what I've got, what what kept recurring was the Brigade Commander or whatever Brigadier we're going to call that. Okay. Brigadier General. Yeah. Uh, Gunny's Valor Award. The Celedra Tree. Celedra Trees. Celebrity. Celebrity. That, that too. Celebrity. And then and then Gunny's fire team came up two or three times. And we've 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 axed the freedom fighters completely. We've axed that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think we've got and enough the pew to put thing too. Oh yeah, the pew, yeah, definitely. So I think we've got enough uh that we can I can do a post and we can let everybody start voting on them. What do you think? I think so. Uh, Hey, Marty, the one thing that you said that I didn't mention was uh, Gunny's Gulfstream. Did that Did that jump at you? Gunny's Gulfstream? Yes. I think I think the Lead Force One... Uh, I think Lead Force that. One trumps that. Yeah, I think it trumps yeah, that. Did, sure. you, did you see what I did there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good one. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I think so our video crashed. All the the gunny names, just because with the gunny train, you were able to have gunny do the intro for it. So if we have a positive one, he isn't around to do the intro for it. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, we got gunny covered on. You know, he's taking care of the the train and overseeing the jack wagons. 
you know, I think we should probably go a different route with the uh, yeah. opposites. Yep, but that's just me. But you know, I run a democratic show here, and I leave it up to the leadheads to make the decisions. So whatever, whatever majority says, that's what we're going to do. Uh, some people's video, I think, is stalling out. Hit refresh if your video is stalling. Let's see. Les Lesla? Lesla Miller? If it's all about the heroes, am I wrong? I don't know what that means. Is that a line from something? You good, Jason? Okay, good. She's the one that recommended Heroes Halls. Heroes Halls? That's what she recommended. The Hall of Heroes. Yeah. Well, I don't know that these people are actually, you know, they're heroes. They're just, they're good Samaritans. You know, they're good. They're doing good. And they, some of them could be heroes, actual heroes. You know, like our two nominees that we had. The previous show, we, um, uh, what were their names? The UNC student who risked his life. Yeah, and the... And they're a teenager. And the yeah. Kendrick. Riley and Kendrick, yeah. I think, was their names. Yeah. Uh, those, you know, those guys are heroes. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we'll call them that. But not everybody who does the good stuff is going to be like a hero. Yeah, there's some people that are just doing the right thing that aren't necessarily a hero, but they're standing up for everybody so no ed everybody boarding lead force one will be required to do an irish car bomb <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. i dig that one yeah consider it done all right so i think i think we got a good list there um so email talking at gmail.com if you've got additional suggestions for this this new segment that we're going to be doing to complement our jack wagon train um but i'm going to post these soon and we got our 300th episode coming up and it's going to be the next episode it's going to be 300 guys we've got giveaways we're going to be doing from our sponsors and friends of the show there's going to be guns there's going to be knives there's going to be flashlights there's going to be swag there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff and i'm not doing it just for one episode i'm gonna keep my true fashion and I'm gonna spread this out and and do as many of these as I can so uh, make sure you tune in each and every episode because you never know how I'm gonna pick a winner what we're gonna give away it's gonna be awesome so thank all you guys and and gals for seven years and 300 episodes and counting of the talking lead podcast any any parting words we'll start with the man uh, on the road there with Kenny. Just thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, you know, love the show. Been a loyal listener for many, many years and uh, love what you do. So thank you for that. Big shout out to Melissa Writings. She's, uh, you know, something very special to me. So definitely she's, uh, want she's to a past love winner. her. Way. She won some stuff not too long ago. Yeah, she did. I think she's due for some more swag. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So she's deserving of it too. One of the sweetest people you love me. Katie. Hey, along those lines, yeah, I'm glad Melissa's on and I see there's some other lady leadheads and I'm just happy to be able to represent. So thanks for having me on. Jerry. 
Hey, it's it's been great. I love I love listening to the show, uh, and I have obviously since episode one. So I never walk away from a show or drive away, depending on where I'm at, without learning something. So it's always great. Very cool. Appreciate your support. Jerry's uh lives next to me, so I've had a lot of good support from Jerry here locally. So thank you for that, buddy. Uh, let's see. Where is there? He is Jacob. Yep, I'm here. Um, you know, the guys in the chat, just keep promoting this. Share share everything on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, and just keep voting, spreading the word. Um, and, you know, something some personal happened to me here toward the last couple of days, and, you know, it's always said at the end of the show is keep your loved ones close. We'll be Can praying for you, buddy. Closer? You all right? Yeah, I sent you the video of it. Oh, with uh, our shitty IT your brother, guy. your shitty IT guy. Yeah. yeah, is he all right? Is he okay? Yeah, he's all right. Do you want to tell the story? Well, yeah, I guess. And because uh, that should have been on our jack wagon train. Yeah, it, it should have. I just didn't know if I should have or not. But uh, by all means, yes, this this guy's a deserving. Sheriff's County deputy, and I, I can send the link to Bill too, and. But he's a sheriff's county deputy, and uh, he works the third shift and pulled over an uh, individual. The individual uh, pepper sprayed him, got him square in the eyes, and uh, took off down the road. Thankfully, he did not have a firearm on him, and uh, my brother had to give up pursuit. And uh, it sounds like this morning they, they caught the individual. So Good deal. And is your brother going to re- recover? Is he going to recoup? Yeah, he's he's got some red eyes. He and uh, Dooley, Dan and Dooley, were throwing axes this afternoon, I guess. So <laughs> that's why Dooley didn't join. <laughs> yeah, he Dooley's uh, on guards this weekend and uh, or this week anyway. And oh, okay. Sounded like they had some off time this afternoon, so they met up and were throwing some axes. Very good. Well, you let him know we're thinking about him and. He would be the epitome of the opposite of the jack wagon. All right, Bill. Yes, sir. Finally took me long enough to be able to hear everyone, but uh, appreciate being here. Thanks on, for buddy. joining the show. Yeah, it took a little while. Finally. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, dude. I hope you came up with some good stuff. Love the show. Love being part of it. Thank you, as always. And tomorrow, I'm going to be testing Kitty's ability to say celeb- celebrity. You can't even <laughs> say it. And I screwed it up. Yeah, celebrity. <laughs> Celebrity. So we'll see how the Tell them what we got coming up. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What do we have coming up? The Flioa thing. Uh, we've got the Flioa the yes, the Flioa National Conference. You will be there. Uh confirmed that Geisley and Mission First will be there. Uh so great start to a great conference and you and I will get to spend a few days in Baltimore together hanging out going to be a good time i'm looking forward yes, to that sir. and then on the charlie melton uh seven thousand yard shot is coming up in june they've they've rescheduled it for like mid-june and talking lead should be there um by all accounts that i'm seeing we're going to be there and we're going to do the live recordings that we did like we did before so you guys can see it live so make sure you keep tabs uh watch our social media post 
and uh, I'll give you the the dates on when all that's going to happen. I think it's going to be the 12th through the 15th, um, but when I get solid on that, I'll let you know. Go to uh, Instagram, go to Facebook, follow us uh, on iTunes. If you haven't left us feedback yet uh, and a rating, that helps our, our ratings on iTunes or any of those um, podcasting apps. I don't know if they all allow you to do that, but definitely iTunes. It seems to be the um, the most popular one. So would appreciate anything that you guys can do there. And uh, we'll probably be picking... Uh, winners to get swag from from that as well we go everywhere we go to twitter we go to our social medias we go to emails uh and we try to spread the love as much as possible for you guys so again thank everyone big thanks to everyone for uh, all the support over the past seven years and our 300 plus episode and our my panel give them a, a round of applause yay they helped me narrow this down so we've got it narrowed down i'm going to put it to a vote and uh, we're going to have a new segment coming up soon. Well, we got so, Tandem Dooley now. A little late to the party there. Oh, did he join? <laughs> yeah, he just joined. Okay. Well, just in time for us to log off there, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I figured I'd try and get on there. I've been uh, busy here doing training and stuff. Just got cleaned up before I... Uh, Jumped on with you guys. Yeah, whatever. So we're going to give you an opportunity before we sign off. Do you have any uh, suggestions on what we call our opposite jack wagons and their vehicle? Ooh. So that's a no. <laughs> no I, I saw one. Wait, real quick. I saw one that caught my uh, Hogan's Heroes. And we could do a play on that. We could call it Lefty's Heroes. I kind of like, like and I'm okay using my name for that, but that's kind of put that one in the pot too. Lefty's heroes. Well, I think Jerry Black left. Oh, damn it, Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was him texting me. He probably had to go eat dinner. Let me check real quick. Yeah, his internet just went down. So. All right, so we're going to go ahead and sign off. Um, thanks again to all the panel members. Nick, sorry, buddy. Would love to have had you on for the, the entire show. you got the best radio voice, though, of every, of everybody. Let's hear those pipes real you know, quick. You know, it's just a, a face for radio and a voice for sign language, so uh, it works out. <laughs> Very good. All right, guys, I am going to end this thing. If I figure out how, I want the panel to stay on uh, real quick. Uh, but thanks for all the the joiners there and all the suggestions. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. As always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your fire and your fire closer. That was almost like a choir, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> so not the best of our outro, but it was sincere, and it was from Genuine Talking Lead Leadheads from the Leadhead Brigade. So that wraps up our part one of our 300th episode. Make sure you guys go and support those that support this Talking Lead podcast that make it possible for you each and every week. Right on Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. It's R-I-T-O-N-Optics.com. Keltec Weapons, KeltecWeapons.com. And these are simple addresses, guys. Go to their Instagrams, go to their Facebook, show them some love, let them know how much you appreciate 
all of our sponsors, all of the friends of the show that make this possible. So part two of our 300th episode, we're going to illuminate your knowledge of flashlights with our special guest, Michael Hess with ASP, and that stands for Armament Systems and Procedures. And this company makes great products for our law enforcement, uh, but they have come out with their own line of flashlights. And uh, we've got Michael Hess on, and he's going to talk about their lights in detail. I've been testing some dual fuel lights from several different companies, and this is one of the companies that uh, I've been trying out their lights. And oh, by the way, make sure that you pay attention during this interview because we're going to be giving away three of their XT duty lights to you lead heads. So listen close on what you have to do to be eligible to win one of these awesome dual fuel lights from ASP. So without further ado, let's jump into part two of the 300th episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. 300, 300, 300, 300. So as you've heard me talk on several of my episodes, I have been testing out some flashlights, I've been specifically the dual fuel lights. And I've been testing out a variety of different companies and lights. And uh, one that I have particularly been uh, impressed with is Armament Systems and Procedures, which is ASP. And to talk about some of these these awesome flashlights and other products that they do, and specifically for the law enforcement first responder community, we've got the Vice President of Marketing of ASP Systems, Michael Hess. Michael, welcome in. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. Oh, so you're you're a high in demand. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, we've been trying to hook up for a while now. We actually met at um, this year's SHOT Show, and it was at Range Day, I think, is when we first yep. met. Uh, in the cold desert. Yeah, good good buddy Bill Hampstead with uh, FLEOA introduced us, and uh, we got to talking, and I was telling you that I was going to start doing some some testing on dual fuel lights, and you're like, oh, well, we happen to uh, do that well, and you've... You've sent me uh, a few of your lights, and specifically the ones that you sent uh, were the Garda, and if I say them wrong, let me know. Nope, you got it. It's the Garda CR, uh, and I would consider it a a small light. Uh, And then we've got the Scribe, which uh, is another dual fuel system, uh, and I would consider it still a smaller, but it's it's a more specialized kind of design. Yep. And I'll let you talk about the the reasoning and the designs and the shapes and and all that. Uh, and then the ones that I'm particularly interested in um, are the I would say these are the handheld midsize. We uh, call them duty lights. Duty yeah. light, yeah, duty lights, and the XT, yep. which I have uh, really been uh, impressed with and using the crap out of it, and uh, it's been doing really well. So. But you guys do a lot more than flashlights. So before we get into the flashlights, if you would, Michael, let's talk a little bit uh, about your company. Tell the Leadheads about it. So ASP, which is commonly known to law enforcement officers around the world as ASP, um, is best known for our expandable batons, uh, which we've been uh, leading the way in that market for pretty much 40 years now. And most officers, for better or worse, will refer to the expandable baton on their belt as the ASP, even if it's not one that we made. Although 
there's a better chance than not that it is one of ours. Uh, and so we started in that business uh, a long time ago and and then got into the restraint business with some really advanced handcuffs and restraint systems. Uh, we also make some pepper spray products, OC uh, weapons and training gear. And then fast forwarding to where we are in this discussion today, uh, we now uh, are a significant presence in law enforcement flashlights, uh, lighting equipment. And we do flashlights in, as you alluded to a moment ago, in very distinct categories. We start with EDC lights, small pocket size lights. Um, and then we go to what we call transitional lights, which are those midsize, bright, but still pocketable uh, sort of backup lights. And then duty lights, which are the main light that an officer is going to have on his or her belt. And we, everyone and probably all your listeners have heard the expression, two is one, one is none. The old, you know, preparedness right. and redundancy. Yeah. Um, we talk about two is one with flashlights, two is one, one is none, none is stupid. Because <laughs> you really, and and there have been studies and, and surveys done independently that the average police officer carries at least three lights. You know, maybe one in the glove box, one on a keychain, one on the belt, one in the pocket. Um, you you really can't have too much redundancy with, no, with light. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, so those... So we're, we're big in those categories and, and training is a big part of what we do, even though it's not something that we, we sell as well. And we could get into that too. Yeah, definitely. We're talking off air about the, the training. I wasn't aware that you guys did that. And that's something that we definitely want to hit on. Uh, yeah. And we're going to do that. But uh, I mean, you guys, like you said earlier, I mean, the batons are really what you guys are famous for and, and really, I guess, made your mark with were the, the batons. Uh, but you do get into, the other things like you just said with the restraints and uh, you've got some personal safety um, mm -hmm. products. Um, and then of course the lights, how long have you been doing the lights now? So we started, I, I can't give you an exact date off the top of my head, but probably over 20 years ago, which is actually when I first met uh, the founder of, of ASP and we became friends and did some business together long before I was ever in the industry um, about 20 years ago, introduced a light that we still carry called the Sapphire, which is a little clip-on light, a uh, little mini light. And that was before LEDs were the standard in portable lighting. And it was still incandescent lights. You know, mag light was the thing with those big three, four, and five cell <laughs> flashlight slash yeah. clubs. Yeah. Uh, and so we really, the clubs uh, and the suitcase, uh, it, I call them the suitcase flashlights, you know, those big giant square ones that, yep, yep exactly. <laughs> yeah. With the, not with the lantern batteries in them. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but we, we really did. It's not an overstatement to say we pioneered led lighting. And in, in fact, so much so the Sapphire light, uh, originally had a blue led because you couldn't white leds were so exotic and expensive. You couldn't even get them to use for this purpose. And so the original Sapphire, I still have a bunch of them and they all still work, had a blue LED that put out a decent amount of light, but nothing like what we see now. Yeah. And, uh, and that market, you know, unfortunately, over time, like, like many industries, that market became flooded with just cheap stuff that you see at the supermarket checkout or that you get as a giveaway trade show swag, mm -hmm. you know, just putting a, a, a battery, a bulb and a button together and it works for a little while and then you throw it away. Um, we're not about that. Uh, so we're much more into advanced technology and Sapphire lights, even though they're still small clip on lights, they've, 
you know, you take them apart, you can see the amount of circuitry that goes in there. They're rechargeable and so on. Anyway, that that expanded into duty lights with uh, the Triad family, which we still have. That's our sort of our flagship line of duty lights, uh, and uh, and it's just it's just grown from there. But we we really remain very focused, as you and I discussed before we were on air. Uh, we are, I think, uniquely focused on law enforcement. I don't know that there's another brand that can say that they only design lights for law enforcement, mm-hmm. which is not to say that your outdoors person or handy person or exterminator or plumber or whoever can't use our lights, but we don't design Mechanic. anybody. And I've got a, I've got a story about that. So <laughs> plenty of them do, but yeah. our design mandate and we, we are very true to it. If you could be a fly on the wall at our internal meetings, we ask ourselves hard questions about product design and say, can every cop in the world use this product? It better be a yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they be trained to use it properly? That has to be a yes. Will it help them do their job, make them safer, more efficient, et cetera? That has to be a yes. And lastly, is there somebody else who's already doing this well? Is there another company that already is covering this category well where we can't make a contribution? And that answer has to be no. So they've got to run all those gauntlets, and then we might introduce the product. But we're not interested in being all things to all people with lighting. We are a law enforcement company, and uh, we're we're laser-focused Forgive the pun on our on our customer. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, in uh, specifically the ones that I've been using, uh, and we'll start off with the um, the Garda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like uh, this is like the perfect EDC uh, light right here to throw in your bag, throw in your pocket, um, you know, just in your truck, you know, wherever uh, it. And I've got small hands. I don't by any means have large hands. Uh, but for you guys to get a uh, visual, I mean, it fits right in the in the palm of my hand. I mean, I, it'll cover up in the palm of my hand. So I can conceal it by just putting my hand over it like that. Got one, too. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Um, overall length on this, what do you know? Do you know stats right off the bat? You had to do that to me. Well, uh, I, I, I don't have to. That's why I was no, asking. That's no, fine. Um, so we, they're both the Gardas are both dual fuel. So there's a a Garda double A DF as we call it, dual fuel, and there's a Garda uh, CR uh-huh. dual fuel. Um, the the double A is about four inches long, and uh, the CR I think is just a little little bit shorter, maybe three and change. Uh, yeah, so I've got the CR. Yeah, C, the CR. I got got them both here. The CR is. Uh, uh, yeah, about three, three and three quarters. A little bit shorter because it's a shorter battery. Yeah, and then and both, big around, and you know, it's as big around as, uh, uh, I would say, a nickel. You know, somewhere around that size. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bigger. But, uh, I mean, it's it's the perfect size for your hand. Um, concealable, uh, carable. You know, it doesn't take up a lot of space in your bag. Uh, not a lot of weight there. But... Uh, it's dual fuel and it has a rechargeable what lithium battery is that what it is lithium ion are the rechargeable yeah, the lith- lithium, lithium are the are the are the primary or disposable cells are lithium yeah yeah and what i like about it is that uh you don't have to take the battery out to charge the battery you can charge it right from the unit itself and uh so if you're sitting in your car or whatever then you just uh you just plug it in and it's charging while you're getting to your destination or Sit exactly. at home, you know, if 
got and it and it uses just your standard I've got an Android phone so for those who have those type chargers just micro it. USB which is pretty much every electronic device that yeah except for, except for Apple yeah. yeah and that's what I that's that's what the point I'm getting at is I hate Apple you know because they're so <laughs> You know, they, they're so specific on the things that you can... And even from phone to phone on those apples, they change their charger system sometimes, which is ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a complete marketing BS thing to get people to spend more money. But So that's what I like about this is you're... You know, you can find one of these Android, you know, just USB chargers pretty much anywhere laying around. I mean, it's like 22 ammo when the apocalypse, you know, hits. You're going to be able to find these chargers for these things. Um, yeah, and and we and pretty much all of our rechargeable lights include some form of adapter. I mean, they may the the bigger lights may come with a retractable cord. The smaller lights may come with a little USB to micro USB. So, mm-hmm. worst case scenario, you pop that in and plug it into the side of a laptop or an AC adapter or whatever. Um, but like you said, it's uh, micro USB is ubiquitous. It's worldwide. It, it's like finding AA batteries or or twenty two or nine millimeter ammo. All right, you're never going to be far from it. Your your chances yeah. of finding a, a charger for for that's going to be um, drastically increased. Exactly. Uh, and then the fact that you can use just you know the standard batteries on it too, the the you know the non rechargeable, the disposable batteries is great yep. too. So you keep a couple of those on hand. You've got your charger. Uh, this thing's going to run forever. Yeah, these are great. I mean, these were when they when we introduced them at Shot. They were one of the big hits. I think, uh, I think aesthetically, people like them. I I love. They're among. I obviously I'm partial to all of our lights. You know, it's hard to pick a child, but um, yeah, I'm, these are among my favorites. I just happen to like the cuts in them. I, I, the knurling is just right to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really a really pleasing light. But and when it, he says the knurling, that's the the grip that they've yep. they've etched in there, so you can get a good positive grip on it. Yep. And, um, you know, simple activation is a big part of our design mandate, um, you know, lights. Uh, and again, we could talk about training at some point, but yeah, we're going to do that. For, yeah. For law enforcement, it, you know, bells and whistles are the enemy of safety. Um, putting a lot of different switches, controls, dials, things you have to mess with. That's the enemy of safety. You know, there's, there's a reason that, all guns or groups of guns tend to work in systems that anybody who shoots a gun can relate to. You know, there's familiarity there. Um, and flashlights are the same. You should just be able to pull it off your belt or out of your pocket and turn it on and get a really bright light yeah. and not say, oh, do I have to turn this to get to the high setting? Or do I have to dial this in? Do I have to, you know? to us, it's about maximum light the second you turn it on. So with the Garda and most of our lights, we have this double tap feature where you, you tap once, and you get maximum brightness, and you tap twice, and you get a low 15 lumen setting. That's one button. You don't have to say where do I find, where do I access right. the low setting. But what's important to us, and we, and we believe philosophically in, in law enforcement safety, is that the first time you turn any light on, it should always be the bright setting. So ours always default to bright, even if you go to that double tap setting. Once you release it and go back to turn it on, it's going to be bright again because the last thing in the world you need in a dark alley is to find out you left your light set on dim or something like that. You know, there's not time to think about those things. Right. And so again, that, you guys that, have that the, the law enforcement community in mind when you're designing these lights. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the next one, and I want let's talk. We didn't talk lumens on this one, and that's something we're going to talk about too. Um, yep. We have a fact to fight the myth coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned for that. But uh, you guys have this one rated at a uh, four hundred ten. Uh, the four uh, for the CR version, yeah, four ten and, and four thirty for the double A. Okay. So that's I mean that's powerful coming out of a three and a half inch light that's not, not as big around as a nickel well for for to put things in perspective about how far technology has come i mean that kind of power just a few years ago was pretty much unheard of in a handheld light i mean we we have a, a light i don't i don't remember if i sent you one or not it's not really a duty light but this uh little uh dot light that is our smallest and mm-hmm. it, you know it's like it's like the size of you know a half a of a grown person's pinky. Yeah, it's the half the size of the Garda. Yeah, oh, l- l- less than that. About yeah. fifth the size of the Garda. <laughs> it's tiny and it's rechargeable, but it puts out 130 lumens. So that, you know, a generation of lights ago, let's say five, ten years ago, it would have been brighter than any duty light on the market. So that just right. the drive, the power management, the drivers that drive them, and the bulbs, the or the the emitters, the LEDs themselves have come so far that you can get 430 lumens out of something as small as the guard is pretty slick. Yeah. And the battery life on this, what's the, the average for the rechargeable? Um, about on, if you were running it continuously on high, it's about an hour, uh, 50 minutes to an hour, depending on the, on the battery. Um, if you run it on low, which no, not a lot of people run on low consistently, but you get, you know, three hours out of it Yeah. with, with high, with high power, um, high energy, high heat lights like LEDs, like like performance LEDs like these. Um, you know that's typical an hour to an hour and a half to two hours, depending on the power source. Uh, and again, that's continuous use. It's another good reason to have dual fuel. Um, it's another good reason to use good batteries because good batteries last longer, and that matters. You know when you're on duty. Um, so yeah, th- those are those are typical averages. Now, can you use any aftermarket? lithium battery in this the rechargeable you can. so for the if you switch to disposable in dual fuel mode so you take the rechargeable battery out and you use we prefer to say primary cell disposable okay sounds very un <laughs> but uh and, you know we don't want to get in trouble these days with not being green uh but you can use any disposable double a in the in the double a version or cr 123 in that version um we do recommend ours. Ours are tested to last longer. They're built for law enforcement performance. Um, but you can, the nice thing is you can go into any store and buy a battery and be back in business. Now with the rechargeable bat, the lithium ion rechargeable batteries, mm-hmm. there's a, a big difference there. Our lithium ion batteries, we make our own batteries and they will only work for the most part in our lights. And the reason for that is uh, if you were to, uh, take one of those batteries out. So our, our lithium-ion rechargeable batteries are green, and our disposable or primary cells are are blue. If you were to take one of them out, and I know your listeners can't see me showing this to you, but most batteries have a positive terminal at one end and a negative at the other. That's your classic battery, anode, cathode, whatever setup. Ours, the positive and negative, are both at one end. Hmm. And the reason for that is it's a safety feature that when you when you go to recharge the battery the charging circuit is only at that end of the of the flashlight so that you can't accidentally put a lithium battery in there or any other battery and send a charge charge voltage through it you could 
go on YouTube and see lots of unenjoyable videos about police cars on fire and things getting blown up. Right. Because someone put AC power into a non-rechargeable battery and overheated it and, you know, it burst or caught fire. So a safety feature. Absolutely prevents that. You cannot put voltage through any battery that's not meant to get voltage put through it. So, And that's your battery specifically that you make, but this will work with aftermarket batteries. Your lights will work with other non-rechargeable so the 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 primary disposable battery any any double a that you could buy in a convenience store any cr123 yes correct gotcha and they just go to your website to get those um specific okay very good now the other light that uh, i want to get into these other lights too is the the scribe the dual fuel scribe and uh, this is the df does it does it have different uh um, variations is it just the DF on the scribe? Um, so our, we have an original scribe that's AAA only. That's one of our perennial bestsellers. Part of the reason is it's one of the lights that we use in our training programs as a as a backup light. Um, so it's become very popular. And we at shot this year we introduced the DF variant, which is slightly bigger than the scribe. It still qualifies as what people would traditionally call a pen light. It's that sort of pen form factor. Yeah, it's longer. But, yeah. A little bit longer, the the bezel's slightly wider, but still a very pocketable light. It'll fit in any shirt pocket or sleeve pocket. Um, Easier to get out of a pocket. It's a little bit longer, so if you're reaching in a pocket, um, and our pocket bag, you can flip either way. You know, they're removable. You can just like a knife. You can put the pocket clip up or down depending on how you want to carry. And um, this one uh, uses again a proprietary rechargeable battery on the inside, but then can be replaced with two AAA, any AAA batteries uh, if you discharge. It also has a new feature that we're adding to a lot of our lights, which is a um, charge status indicator. So if you unscrew, if you uh, turn the bezel mm-hmm. into recharging mode. Got a little green you, light there that pops up. Yep. So if you hold it down, the, the green light indicates a full charge. A yellow light uh, is around 50%, and a red light would be less than 50%. I think I have those numbers right. So you know when or less than 20 percent uh to check my my stats on my uh facts on that um but in any case red means recharge obviously yeah uh so that's a really nice feature that we've danger added. will robinson danger yeah. <laughs> i i am old enough to remember watching that show live well you know they brought it back on netflix so I, you know it's generational now yeah the, the original generational yeah um so yeah so we've that's a nice feature that the scribe df is one of our first lights to have that I think our new XTs have that uh, and, and a couple of others, and then we'll keep adding that feature as we can going forward. Um, so, yeah, this the Scribe DF. Um, and it's a two-click. you got a low setting and a high setting on it as well. Yeah, we call that double tap. Yep. Yeah. Almost all our lights have that now. So we got the high, low is always 15 lumens. High is, in the case of the Scribe DF. Now, is there a um, – when you – all right, so I'm flashing against the wall right now. Yep. Is there a so we get we know what a lumens is. We know a lumen yep. rating. It's the brightness. Is there like a spread rating of of area coverage for the light? Do you have that? Yeah, I mean there there's a there's a lot of and this this gets into a whole topic that we can cover as much or as little as you want. There there are, are so many Let's do high num- level. numbers and and uh, and specs and things that manufacturers used to describe uh, light performance. So lumens is 
the most universal. It's the total output of the light. There's a very specific way to measure it. If you could, it's actually measured in a ball called a lumosphere. Yeah. So it's as if you captured all the light in one area and measured it. Some people use candle power or candela. Mm -hmm. That's where you see those, you know, big numbers in the thousands or millions or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we also, uh, we rate beam distance, which is important in our profession. So for example, the, the scribe DF is, um, just under a uh, hundred meters. So call it a football field of beam distance. Not bad for a little light. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, the, the light pattern varies widely from light to light in manufacturer to manufacturer. And there's purposes for, you know, some people want a very hot spot in the center with a big halo around it to kind of let you see. And that's what a lot of our lights will do, let you see what's going on peripherally, but still focus on your main target or subject. Right. Um, so the, the cone of light, the spread, the intensity in the middle of the hot spot, the halo, there's just, they, they vary pretty uh, dramatically from light to light. We, our, our lights tend to have a pretty bright center in them because the idea is that a law enforcement officer wants to look at what he or she is looking at, right. uh, uh, but still have the ability to see what's going on peripherally. So there's a, you know, a nice halo around it too. Everyone's got a different philo design and theory, philosophy and theory right. on, uh, on that cone of light. Now your, your lights are designed to be weather resistant as well. Yep. Highly weather resistant. Uh, they've got silicone O-ring seals in them. They're all, uh, with the exception of our poly lights, they're all, you know, anodized aluminum housings and mm -hmm. hard coated anodized. So uh, they're built to get beat on, you know, weather-wise. Um, we have uh, a lot of the cops who either work for us or are trainers for us uh, are fond of saying that, you know, if you want something broken, give it to a cop. So we try to design uh, to that, <laughs> to that, uh, demand that stuff is going to get abused pretty badly. So, right. uh, you know, weather, dropping, smashing, you name it, we try to build it to that. Very cool. And then that'll bring us to the, the third light that I have uh, from you guys, and it is the uh, Dual Fuel XT. And this is the yep. duty light. You were calling this the duty light. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a, a feature-rich light. So talk about what all you've got going on with this bad boy. Yep, that's our flagship. Um introduced last year and it's a programmable light um which is cool uh it's got uh obviously we always def default to the uh high beam uh, high setting which is uh 600 lumens when it's in rechargeable mode and actually goes up to 635 if you put uh disposable cells in there so you actually get more power depending on which batteries which configuration what when you've got two CR123 disposable batteries in place of the 18650 rechargeable. And I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but yeah. you wind up getting more power, but you get a shorter runtime because you're just, there's a lot of heat being generated. Right. And heat, you know, drains the batteries. So, um, but you get 600 to 635 lumens, which is really nice power for law enforcement or just about anything else. Um, and it's programmable. So you, you turn the bezel that, that turns it into programming mode. And then you can cycle through um, five different uh, or four different programmable settings, low, medium, high, and stroke. And again, in, in getting back to our philosophy that a flashlight should always turn on in high mode, no fuss, no muss, no guessing, what you program actually programs the secondary mode, the double tap. So the first time you turn on, it's going to be bright. You cannot unprogram or deprogram that. 
Then you double tap. When you double tap, you're accessing whatever you programmed in or and you can reprogram it at any time. So if you program strobe, the first touch is going to be high and that second tap is going to be strobe. Mm-hmm. Um, strobe, in our, in our opinion, as a law enforcement company, strobe has limited value. It's a controversial topic in flashlights. Strobe disables the user as well as it disables the target. It, you know, it, it strobe bothers everybody, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We think it's more appropriate for traffic management and things like that. I was going to say, uh, you know, that in my story that I was going to tell. So, um, no, go ahead, go ahead and finish yours, and I'll tell my story. No, I, I mean, that's we. There are people who think that strobe is a is a a control or defensive tactic, or you know, disabling mode or whatever, and it certainly is distracting. But like I said, you know, strobe annoys everybody. So if you yeah. if I have my light on strobe, I'm being just as distracted by it as you are maybe not quite as much because i'm behind the light and you're in not, front of not it. necessarily distract yeah but it's attractive as well you yeah. know it attracts attention but we we think it's great for traffic management we actually make yes. cones that snap onto the ends of these lights and you put them in strobe mode and you've got oh, a cool great traffic wand um but they, you know there are people we we have a so i'm gonna tell my story so i was uh in the lead yeah. sled um a couple weeks ago and um uh, my water pump started acting up and I broke down on this busy two-lane highway. And there was nowhere to pull off or, you know, get out of the way. So, I mean, I was just right there blocking traffic. You know, it's, it's in, a, in a rural area, so I'm not, like, right in the city or anything like that. But uh, long enough stretch where you can see oncoming traffic. And um, I was like, man. And my battery was getting low, too, on my truck. So I couldn't put my flashers on. So... Uh, I was like, man, what am I going to do? And I remembered I had the XT with me. So I went in my bag and I got it. I knew it had that strobe on there. And I was using that strobe to let people know, you know, that I was there so they wouldn't come and, you know, rear end me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, yeah, that, that was my personal testimony on that strobe on how it is perfect for, like you said, traffic management. And it was for both ways, too, because people coming in the other direction could also see that strobe, even though I had it pointed you know, the, the other, the other direction. Uh, another yeah. thing that I've been using it for. So I said the water pump went out. <laughs> so somebody's got to fix that. So, uh, I reverted to YouTube to get some tips and tricks on fixing that and went and got some parts and whatnot. And, you know, it's hard to see under that hood sometimes. Yep. So I was using this, uh, which the brightness, uh, was great because I could go to the bright or the dim. So it's not you know, blinding me that close, reflecting off some of the parts and whatnot. Um, but uh, perfect, you know, mechanic kind of flashlight as well. It was working really good. Uh, big enough to where, you know, if you drop it, it's not going to get into those little parts and places where you can't get to it. And you got this little, this little soft handle thing on it too. It makes yep. it, it makes it very comfortable. Uh, as you know, a lot of the home mechanics know when you're working on stuff, you put flashlights in your mouth. <laughs> you know, cause you got to use both your hands and sometimes you, you know, you can't get that angle. So, and you don't have a helper, you put it in your mouth. So I found that this was in my mouth a lot as well. So the fact well, that you, you, you walked into something I have to plug and I don't, I don't remember if I sent it to you or not, but I will. We have an amazing, our best selling flashlight accessory is called the tactical light case or TLC. Uh-huh. And it's actually a hands-free, uh, it's not just a holster. So you, you put the light in, you wear, you wear it on your belt. We have one for almost every major light that we sell. 
Uh, you put a bezel down, you turn the light on, and then you rotate it to point at what you're working on or point behind you if you're walking down the street or point to the ground to light a path. Uh, rotates 360 degrees and it clicks into position. So you get, cause we, we joke about, you know, cops are writing tickets. They, they got a light in their mouth or they got it under their armpit very often. Yeah. You know, every, it, it, whatever it is, it's inconvenient. So we created this tactical light case and it's a really cool accessory. Um, and it's great. Like I, uh, if you're climbing a ladder up into an attic and you don't, you want to have both hands, like I personally hate climbing ladders. So, yeah. you know, I, I use it for that if I've got to go up into the attic. I point it straight up off my belt, mm-hmm. and when I get to the top, I just point it in front of me, and I light the whole room. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a good. So I've got an I've got an idea, and you hear it first here on on Talking Lead. Uh, you know, I was saying I was putting this in the mouth, and I see a lot of people do that, and you see people do that all the time. And what was good about this is that I could put it a little further, and I get that soft grip. That's where the soft grips come in. Is I could bite down on that and not chip my tooth. So if somebody could design one that's designed to go in your mouth, and I'm putting it in my mouth as we're talking right now, um, I think you would sell a bazillion of those and make a bazillion dollars. So it maybe maybe it's just an accessory that you put on there. I'm telling you, I'm I, this is not a crazy idea. Yeah. I, you can a lip clip. You could trademark that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just like a little mouth guard or something. It sticks I in the mouth it. guard. Yeah. Um, but for for mechanical purposes, I think I think you would make uh, a ton of money. You make a ton of people happy as well. well. You know they have those football mouth guards with a hole in it for drinking water through. You could probably make that hole just a little bigger and jam a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. But if you could extend <laughs> that softness, you know that that padding on down into the you know the clicking area toward the end of it, or even yeah. on these smaller ones, you know those would be perfect too. Arika. <laughs> Because a uh, a headlamp doesn't work as good, you know. Yeah. You still don't get that as you would have because your mouth is actually going right where you're looking most of the time, you know, where your head's turning. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> uh, you 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 could jump on that project with me, or you know, I'll pass it on. I'll, we, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We'll ch- pass it on to R and D, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a gold mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so these these three flashlights I've been trying out, I've been very pleased with them. Uh, for different applications, uh, the EDC for the Garda, uh, which is great. I mean, even this duty light's a great EDC light. So it's a little bigger. It's going to take up a little more space, a little more weight. Um, but, uh, it's perfect. Oh, another feature we didn't talk about was the, the click that you have on this, um, XT. Yep. Let's talk about that real quick. That's a super important feature on all of our duty lights is our rotary switch, which is one of our sort of trademark things that we're known for. Um, it's a three-way switch. It's uh, intermittent uh, on or constant on or locked in the middle. Uh, so some people call it intermittent momentary, but basically intermittent or momentary is where you push the button and it lights. When you let go of the button, the light goes off. Constant is when you click the button and it stays on until you click it again and locked is locked. Um there's a reason for that, and, and again, trying to not get too far into the weeds, but in training, we talk about, uh, th- this is kind of one of the things I think is the, one of the coolest things about what goes into the design of our lights, and I, I love to talk about this. Um, we t- and When we do flashlight training, we talk about whether the light is in your weapon hand or your reaction hand. So let's just assume everybody's right-handed uh, if the world were perfect. And uh, <laughs> uh, so your weapon hand is your right hand, your reaction hand is your left hand. When you 
when you draw the flashlight, an ASP flashlight, and you rotate up with your thumb on that switch, if if the flashlight is in your weapon hand, it will go to constant on. The theory being that you're in, you must be safe because if you were not safe, you'd have a weapon in your weapon hand. So there's no risk of presenting a target with a constant on light because it's in your right hand. So it's right. suggesting that you must be in a situation where you're, you know, you're not in danger. So it'll go to constant on. If you do the same thing with the thumb of your reaction hand, left hand in my case, it will turn into momentary on so that you, if you're doing quick peeks with a, with a gun or you just don't want to be presenting a bright white target, the light will always go off when you let go. The idea being once you learn that, 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 big gross motor skill of pushing up with your thumb in either hand, mm-hmm. the light will always turn on in the mode that you need it to. Right. In a situation, you can stop thinking about it. So I, I just think that's a really, it always impressed me that. Well, it all goes into the training too. So yeah. you, it goes to our, uh, our philosophy on the show is if you're going to have something, especially if it's going to be an EDC and it's a life-saving piece of kit, you need to know how to use it. So train with it, know it inside and out. Yep. Yeah, and that goes with with these lights as well. So there's yep. there's it's feature rich, and learning those uh, features on them are going to be greatly beneficial to you. But uh, yeah, so I've been very impressed with all, and I probably and I probably still haven't used all the features of this light either. Um, but I was just noticing that if I turn it on and then I do the click, I click it over, I can't you know it stays on permanently. So if there's a situation to where you don't want it to accidentally get clicked off. You can uh, lock it to be constantly yep. on there too, so that's kind of cool. And yeah, I also lock, like the lock, clicks lock, on it that uh, a lot of these lights when you click them, which is not a bad thing, but this one is very quiet. You know, it's not a very loud click. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very soft, muted click when you're uh, engaging the the light on and off. So I like that feature about it is uh, also, and your clip that you've got on it is uh, the pocket clip. Uh, it seems to be very, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Elastic, you know. Yeah. It's not gonna. Yep. It's not gonna break. It seems to have some good give in it. Yep. It's a polymer clip that we make ourselves. Again, we pretty much make everything ourselves, and uh, we don't just buy wire clips off the shelf and clip them on. So yeah. it, it's designed to be removable and replaceable. And but- I like the polymer aspect of it too because it's uh, it's easier on your clothes than yep. the metal. Uh, fabric fab, fabric friendly is fabric friendly yeah i like that it's important in our flashlight design all of our products because you know that most many officers wear uniforms and they they've got to keep them in good shape when they can so you don't want to be tearing stuff up right you know with rough surfaces or you know sharp metal and things like that so uh, as i as i use these more and more guys i'll i'll report back to you but uh, so far they have performed flawlessly have not had any problems with these lights uh, they're they're great lights for home for your edc for your vehicles uh and for uh duty definitely for duty uh but what i want to talk about we were talking about lumens earlier and you've got a fact to fight the myth when it comes to to lumens now it's time for the Talking Lead Fact to Fight the Myths with Michael Hiss of ASP. <laughs> so there, it's a two-part fact to fight the myth about lumens. One is uh, one is about advertising, if you will, which is everybody, you know, everyone knows there's 
tons of lights on the market that call themselves tactical. People paint them black and put some sharp edges on them and give them a cool name, you know, tack this, tack that. Um, it doesn't make them tactical, and it doesn't mean that everything they say about it is accurate. Um, lumens are measured a very specific way, and some, I guess, less discreet brands or you know mass market brands uh, or non-brands will put a lumen number on there that's either a total myth or was measured in the first couple of seconds that the light turns on when it burns super bright and hot and then usually settles down dramatically to a much lower lumen level. Lumens need to be measured a certain way for a certain amount of time to be accurate. And we actually, ASP is a, a founding member of a group called Play-Doh, Portable Lights, American Trade Organization. You can look it up if you're a flashlight geek. Uh, it's a, a collective of like-minded competitors. So there are many other well-known brands, uh, comp friendly competitors of ours who are in Play-Doh. Uh, and the, the organization exists to uh, enforce ANSI standards, FL1 standards for flashlight uh, performance measurements. So whether it's the beam distance or the lumens or so on, that there's a standard that everybody follows, a testing standard, there's a book, there's certain kinds of labeling. So you'll see for uh, many of our esteemed competitors, you'll see that the ANSI icons that show the lumens and the beam distance and so on mm -hmm. are exactly the same as the ones we use. So myth number one is that you, you get what you pay for. Um, you, you sometimes don't get what you pay for. Uh, and so you want to make sure that you're buying from a credible manufacturer right. who's stating performance accurately. And as a civilian, uh, or just as anybody, I mean, there's no way to test. Somebody's advertising X amount of lumens. There's, there's no device to test to see if you're actually getting that, that I'm aware of. No. And the truth is that the human eye can only, can't even tell, you know, within pretty broad ranges. Like if I put a let's say a four, uh, there is an actual number to a scientific number to it, how much you can tell from one to the next. But yeah. if I put a 400 lumen light in your eyes and a 600 lumen light, you're not going to know the difference. Yeah. You're not going to probably know the difference. Um, it matters that, you know, obviously at distance and range and things like that. Uh, but people, it's a, a manufacturer can put whatever they want on a box and people will believe it. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we're very meticulous. In fact, um, lumens can often vary from one production run of LEDs to the next, and we measure every batch that we manufacture. And if the lumens change, sometimes they go up, sometimes they go, they go down a little. Mm -hmm. We will actually change the labeling on our boxes. So what is in that box is actually meeting the performance standard that we put on the side. But more importantly, or as importantly, uh, in terms of myths, uh, there's I think some people who are just in that sort of tactical mindset think that everything should be a light cannon and you know, <laughs> people call them throwers or whatever, where it's like, uh, they want to see how much light they can put down range the brighter, the better. And, yeah. And they want it to look like there's a locomotive coming at them or whatever, but in law enforcement and, and certain military applications, because that's a part of our audience too. Um, there is actually such a thing as too much because light bounces off things. And if you're in a room, you know, pitch black room and you suddenly turn on a big hand cannon of a light, you can blind yourself too. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, scatter, splashback, things like that. So there's a sweet spot for the average law enforcement application. There's times, you know, there's things that are, you know, companies make scene lights that can literally light up an entire crime scene or whatever. That's not what we're about. We're right. about a handheld light that'll be useful in most law enforcement, most or all law enforcement situations. So we try to find that sweet spot like the the XT at 600 or so lumens. We 
we certainly have had brighter lights and we'll have more other brighter lights for people that need them for certain applications. Right. But brighter, maximum brightness is a bragging point that doesn't always matter and can actually be counterproductive in, in critical situations. So that's something that people should understand. And, you know, everything should have a purpose. You know, don't just put it in there because you can. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Uh, that's the first fact to fact, the myth that we've had in a while. Thank you for that. That's uh, that was very good. Now, uh, what I want to talk about is, did we talk about the, we talked about the history of the company? You talked a little bit about the the background of the company, right? Yep, a little bit. You yep. did that, okay? Uh, we talked about these three lights that I've been using uh, in particular. Let's talk about new products that you have uh, available. Uh, new lights, new lights in particular. Yep. So we we talked about uh, three three of them. The Scribe DF is brand new. Mm-hmm. Garda is pretty new, and XT we introduced last year, so it still qualifies as pretty new. Um, we also have a new poly light, so polymer housing instead of aluminum. Oh, okay. The uh, uh, poly DF that's a dual fuel light, rechargeable. Uh, the poly housing will you know take a nice beating. It you know doesn't show wear and tear. A lot lighter. It's it's, it's lighter. Uh, feels good in all you know weather conditions. It doesn't get too hot, too cold, etc. And it is a little bit lower cost. I mean, we don't make cheap lights, but it's a it's a little more accessible in terms of uh, price point. So we've got the new poly light. Uh, we just introduced a new family of lights called Sentinel, which is actually our first triple fuel lights. Triple fuel. Get, we'll get you some of those after after the show. Okay. They actually use they're uh, about Garda size. And uh, and they run on three different fuel sources. Uh, I think I think I have them here. It's too bad your your listeners will have to visualize. They run on but, gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you can you can throw wood in them. Throw and, wood. Uh, <laughs> wood, or, like wood or coal fired. So they're a little bit bigger than the Garda, but same general form factor with a two position switch at the end, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, constant or, or single switch constant or intermittent on. And uh, there's a a double A and a, and a CR version of that. And they run on, um, either the rechargeable battery, um, or a CR battery, or they can run on, um, double A standard double A as well. So double A CR one twenty three or the sixteen three forty, which is a rechargeable battery. Okay. Cool. Uh, so awesome. If one doesn't work, you toss that, get the next one. I that mean, that's even more options are, are better, especially, you know, if you're talking to the, uh, the survivalist, the post-apocalyptic, yeah. or you know, it's just an emergency type situation. Yeah. It's like crap. I'm out of the CR one two threes, or I don't want to spend that much on a CR one two three. I'll get the the double A. It's like multi-caliber gun without having to change the barrels. <laughs> that's I like that example. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So yeah, triple fuel. I, I'm digging that, and that's called the what? Sentinel. The Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got a Sentinel. We call it a triple fuel technology. So dual fuel is DF. Triple fuel we call E3 for for energy three or three forms of energy. Uh, there's a Sentinel uh, that's high and low for double tap, and there's a Sentinel that's high and strobe for double tap. Okay. Um, so that's that's one of our newest uh, Scribe DF we already covered, and um, I I'm probably forgetting something that we just introduced, and we've got a some new accessories that are that are coming out as well we, we're always working on you know light technology changes constantly mm-hmm. so you talked about the dot uh the tactical t usb did you talk about that 
Uh, the, so the tactical T is uh, an attachment for a baton. Okay. So it replaces the the um, depending on whether it's a, a friction lock or or push button or talon lock baton. We have flashlights that can replace the end cap or the button at the end of the baton that let the baton do double duty. That How we, cool we is have that? we call our, our strategic category. So I I talked about everyday carry, transitional, and duty. Strategic is our fourth category, and we call it strategic because it's really for just very specialized purposes. It's not a day in day out yeah. kind of thing. Very cool. So we make three different lights that go on the end of batons as well. Yeah. So guys, go to asp-usa.com and everything that we're talking about, you're going to be able to see on their website. They've got it uh, nicely laid out there uh, for you guys to check out. Their flashlights, the, all their other products, the restraints, the batons, the personal safety. They have pocket tools. Uh, their batteries, if you've got their flashlights, you're using them, you can go there and get uh, the fuel for those. Uh, and then you also have red guns and you have training gear. Uh, and that's something I want to talk about is you you guys also offer training. Talk about that real quick for our listeners. So training is the heart and soul of everything that we do at ASP. Um, that's the, the P is procedures. So we've got armament systems and procedures. The procedures are more important than anything to us. And ironically, I think if you ask most people in the company what we're most proud of, as much as we're proud of our products, I think you'd get a 100% answer that we're most proud of our training because that's where the rubber meets the road, where we're keeping our, our slogan is protecting those who protect and we mean it. And what's interesting is we do training, forgive the immodesty, we do training so well and yet we don't make any money at it. It's something that we do. We give away tuition free. Um, we've done it over time in an, over a hundred countries. I think we're up to 104 now. Um, we do about 80 or more, what we call AICs, which is ASP instructor certification around the world every year. Each one is an average of 50 law enforcement officers from 10 to 15 agencies per course. We have a very elite cadre of trainers who we send around the world. Most of them are active law enforcement, retired law enforcement, uh, and a lot of military experience. Um, we typically send two trainers per class. It's all at our expense. In fact, we even give the equipment to the students for free, so we don't even sell them anything. Um, they leave with hundreds of dollars worth of gear. Um, and the idea is that they get certified as instructors, and they can then go into their departments or agencies and teach at a basic level what they learned um, to their colleagues, uh, their brothers and sisters in the department. So that they can go out and and, and awesome. use the defensive tactics properly, and well, it's a three day, typically a three day class, and we call it integrated training, and and this is really important because we integrate the use of these key duty belt items, which are your baton, handcuffs, and flashlight. The handcuffs and flashlight, without a doubt, are probably get taken off the belt and used more than anything else. Certainly, hopefully, more than a gun, um, and more than even a baton. Uh, and so it's important that they understand the way these tools work together. And so we teach a lot of skills and drills and transitions and, uh, gaining compliance and restraining people using a flashlight, uh, as a defensive tool, uh, and as a control tool. And then how these three items, baton cuffs and lights all work together, uh, in, in eventually gaining control and, and properly restraining a subject. So, um, we're very, very proud of these training programs. Uh, they're intense. They're very physical. Um, we get rave reviews for them. There's a lot of 
a lot of cops will tell you how proud they are that they uh, graduated from it. Not everybody does. I mean, people have failed, so it's not and everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. And like I said, we do it. We don't charge a penny for it. Um, we do it so that cops will go out there and use their equipment properly and be safe. That's awesome. And how do they sign up for these courses? They go on online? Yeah, if they can go to our website to the uh, the training tab, and there's a sub-tab for um, uh, training programs and class schedules, and they can see where the upcoming uh, AIC pro- instructor cl- uh, certification classes are, and they can actually sign up right online. Um, there are obviously quali- qualifications. It's not something you get we don't teach civilians. It's just it is a law enforcement training program. Sure. So, and we uh, have yeah. a lot of law enforcement uh, first responders that listen yep. to the show. And we do. I mean, there we do get private security sometimes. There just there needs to be a certain basic level of qualification uh, to be you know coming to learn defensive tactics our way. Typically, agencies will you know send groups of people from their agency two, three, four people from an agency to a course. Uh, but you can you can inquire if you're a law enforcement officer or if you are professional security, uh, military. We do a lot of MPs um, and so on. Uh, we've had whole classes for uh, military police. So you can look there, see if there's a training near you or one that's accessible to you. And if you, you know, are, if you're a qualified personnel, you can apply right online. Um, we we take a deposit online. That's only because all of our classes overbook. And the deposit's fully refundable. Once you complete the class, we refund it. Oh, and nice. we only do that because the worst thing is when we book a class for 50 people and three don't show up, that means there's three officers who didn't get the chance to get trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Makes we just sense. do that. So we that's fair. I mean, that's, that's yeah. completely fair. And every, for the most part, every one of our cor- courses winds up running a wait list. So the first day, we lay out all this stuff on the on the training table in front of them. We're like, this is all yours to keep. And it's like, they get some cuffs and flashlight, baton, some scabbards, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And um, and then we, our hope is they go back to their department and they say to their, you know, their quartermaster or their DT person, if they're Who's not ever in charge of buying and yeah, whoever, like, I like this training, I like this gear, we ought to T and E it, and we'll send them a testing and evaluation units, and then maybe a year later we'll see something out of it. So it's not like. Yeah, you know, there's not there's no instant sales cycle here, and that's not why we do it. It happens that it pays that dividend for us, and that more and more departments will adopt our stuff if they get trained by us. Um, but I'll tell you, there's far easier and cheaper ways to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you know we hope that they believe in our tactics too. I mean, we've got I'm not going to get up again, but we've got entire textbooks that we write <laughs> about this stuff. You know, we literally wrote the book on this on baton training and handcuff training and, you know, just legally defensible, less lethal, you know, de-escalation tactics, which is what we're all about. And so we're there to train for three days. Um, We do generally have a distributor on hand to answer any questions if someone needs something, Mm -hmm. but it's not, um, it's not like, uh, you know, a Tupperware party where we get people together to show them stuff and, and ask for their money. Yeah. Uh, we're very philosophical about it. We take a long view. If we're good to law enforcement, we know that law enforcement will be good to us. Yeah. And that. And, that and you're also showing me you've got some videos on your website showing some of the training and yeah. And of course that it was pretty cool. So you guys get an opportunity. Make sure you go to their their website. It's asp-usa.com. 
Uh, and you see all their products. You can see the training videos there. Uh, and if you are LE listening to this podcast and you've got interest in those training courses, you get in touch with them there um, to inquire about those courses as, as well. Yep. Just go to the training tab and there's a place to contact us. Yeah, or and I don't think we talked about this either, Michael. Uh, where You guys are out of Wisconsin, right? Yep. The headquarters is in Wisconsin. We're uh, kind of a global company. We're not a big conglomerate corporation, but we're we're headquartered in Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, and then we have uh, directors who are based all over the world who are kind of our people in the field who handle sales, service, training, coordination, basically just out there spreading the gospel and helping our distributors and our agencies get the right gear, um, including overseas. And then manufacturing-wise, we have manufacturing both domestic and offshore. Uh, we do uh, a lot of handcuff assembly in Appleton. Uh, we do some domestic baton assembly. Uh, we we have, have the resources to make things in multiple locations, which is often uh, a requirement based on uh, either bid timing or bid specifications. If an agency, especially overseas, needs a product with a certain amount of American content, you know, we can do, we have that flexibility. So, you know, we're pretty reasonably diversified for a, a medium-sized company, if you will. Nice. Very good. So uh, what we want to do now, and this is in conjunction with our 300th episode celebration, is uh, Michael has come up with uh, a giveaway for you leadheads. And uh, this is for civilian and law enforcement. Uh, so what we want you guys to do is, and it's going to be similar to the uh, Talking Lead EDC Pocket Dump Rewards Program that we did. We're going to call this the ASP Gear Rewards Program. And we want you to go out, and again, this is, this is in conjunction with counteracting all the negativity towards our law enforcement men and women out there. Go out and let them know how much you appreciate their service, what they're doing for your communities, your areas, and just ask politely if it's okay if you do a selfie or a video with uh, the individual or individuals and um, post that. And we want you to tag ASP, uh, and it's at ASPUSA on Instagram and Facebook, so it's the same. Obviously, tag Talking Lead, at Talking Lead, and then we want you to use these hashtags. Hashtag ASP Gear and hashtag TL300. And you can use any other hashtags that you want, but that's how we're going to be able to track these uh, and find them easily. And we're going to run this for, I don't know, about a month or so. So four or five episodes is usually what that comes out to be, Michael. Uh, give you guys plenty of time, plenty of opportunity. And then ASP is going to give away three prizes. And you want to tell them what, what you're giving away? Yeah. Well, um, the images or videos that, that are judged or, or picked uh, by our crack team. We're, we're going to randomly pick. It's going to be all random. Um, we're going to give you our XTDF flashlight that we discussed uh, in this podcast and including a full multi-piece power and charging accessory kit. So you'll get 
um, carrying case, retractable cord, AC adapter, um, 12 volt adapter, battery case. So you'll be good to go. This is our full top of the line setup. So nice. uh, that's worth about 160 bucks each. So it's um, that is awesome. So there you go, guys. Almost $200 worth of of light kit there for you guys. The XDDF, which uh, I have been using, and I absolutely love it. And I know you guys will too. So we're gonna pick three uh, random people, and it's gonna be in about a month. And I'll let you guys know when when we start picking. Uh, but we're gonna do um, do it over three episodes. So we'll do an episode once we're in. So we're looking at somewhere around was this June? So mid June uh, is when we'll give the first one away, and then uh, we'll give the next two episodes of Talking Lead. We'll give two more away. So three total. And if you're LE, if you're law enforcement, and you're currently using ASP gear in your post, make sure that you're showing the piece of kit or gear that you're using from ASP. Uh, Or if you're doing a video and you want to do a little talk about, you know, how much you like it or whatever, then you're going to get uh, a little additional bonus prize. Oh, yeah. So, little incentive for the, the LEs out there. So, that's awesome, Michael. Thank you for doing that. Sure. I want to see a lot of participation in this Leadheads. Uh, you guys did a really good job on our uh, EDC Pocket Dump Rewards program. And uh, I think we're going to get a, a lot of good good response from this, too. Uh, also, you have to go and like... Uh, or subscribe to ASP's Instagram and their Facebook page. So when we pick the winners, we're going to make sure that you've gone and and done that too. And I'm assuming you're already following me. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna take our um, some of these posts and repost them on your pages too, and share them and yeah, do all yep, that. Absolutely, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So. You guys are going to really love love that light. And and for those of you, if you want to go ahead to their website and pick up some of these awesome flashlights, uh, is some of this stuff just for LE or can civilians buy most of the stuff that you've got on the website? So first of all, they, they are, we're available uh, through distribution as well. So if you have a law enforcement first responder distributor in your area or you shop at one of the major national law enforcement distributors, Good point. Uh, you know, cop shops in your town, some FFLs, but for the most part, they're, you know, uniform stores and police supply stores and first responder stores. Um, you can find uh, our stuff. There's a dealer locator on our site, so you can find a local place to buy. Yeah. We always encourage doing business with our distributors. Um, if you can't find something locally, uh, you can, you can order on our website. Uh, and to your question, uh, our our policy is it, law enforcement batons in particular um, and restraints are intended for law enforcement. And in many states and, and uh, locales, uh, their batons are illegal. Okay. That's what I was getting. As long as it's legal in your state, your area, check with your local laws. We're not attorneys, so it's up to you. And yeah, of course, yeah. I know you guys probably keep up with where you can and where you can't ship to. Yeah, there's certain. Yeah, I mean, where where we where we are able to restrict it, we do. Like for example, with pepper spray, there's five states we can't ship pepper spray, spray, and we don't. Um, you know, batons. 
our products, other than flashlights, our, our product and, and pepper spray, our products are generally intended for law enforcement. You know, we're, we expect that our, the people who do business with us are, like we all know in our crowd of, of gun owners and CCW people and all of that, are some of the most responsible citizens that you'll ever find. And we expect that to be true when people do business with us. So you're required to state, uh, to check on our website that you have checked local laws and are authorized to buy or own or carry whatever you're buying. Um, so we have, we require that acknowledgement before we sure. let you order. So it's a little bit of, um, you know, uh, we, we expect people to, you know, obey the law. What I was saying was if, if uh, you'd like to go ahead and purchase uh, some of their kit, some of their gear, their lights, discount code. Uh, Michael has set up an awesome discount code for you leadheads. So the, this discount code happens to be for flashlights and related accessories because that was our topic today. So okay, and also and also that's something that anybody can buy in any location with no restrictions. So sure, um, lead twenty l e a d twenty will get you 20% off any regular priced flashlights, batteries, power accessories, flashlight holster, um, et cetera, uh, anything that's not already discounted. We've also got some closeouts and factory offers and things on there but yeah. that are already good prices. But anything on in our um, flashlight category or tactical lighting category um, that's regular price, you'll get 20% off. And, and here's another deal just in. <laughs> Uh, so you guys go to their website, and it's it's just for their website. I mean, you can't go to a local right. store that's carrying, and this code's not going to work. It's uh, for ASP-USA's website. Any of their lights or light accessories and, and power sources, 20% off. That's awesome. And how yeah. long is that going to be good for? How long are we going to run that? Just run it till the end of August. That way we'll make, make sure that uh, our our slackers get an opportunity to, nope, to take no part on that, too. No uh, problem. So limit, limited time, guys. You're going to have till the end of August uh, for that discount code. And if we get a lot of participation, who knows? They may they may look at extending that for you guys. So be happy to. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so before we get off here, I know I know we've been talking for a while, and this was only supposed to be like a 20 minute <laughs> interview. Uh, I want to hit you with the new guy questions. Okay. So now it's time for the talking lead. New guy, new guy, new guy. Questions. So, Michael, first question is: Do you have any law enforcement and military background? No, not directly. Or first responder. Uh, first responder in my in my youth, yes, I was uh, an EMT for four years during my college years as that was my college money oh, nice. uh, okay. on an inner city ambulance. So I definitely got a taste of, uh, we got all the nine one one calls and, you know, oh, gunshot yeah. wounds. And I definitely got a taste of that world back then. I don't know that I'd want to do it again in this world, but that was, uh, that was the early, early eighties and life was simpler then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I do, now that you mentioned, I do have that experience. Um, you know, my, my career goal as a kid was to join the military and be a pilot. That's all I ever wanted to do. Same here. <laughs> and that I tried, but it didn't work out and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I still an aviation fanatic. Um, I've never lost that. Um, but through a variety of circumstances, my, my, uh, that, that career path was cut short. Um, but I come from 
a long and proud military family. My father was a naval officer. He's actually a World War II refugee from Europe and felt oh, wow. that military felt that military service was the least he could do for the country that took him in. And maybe there's a lesson in that. I'm not going to get political while I'm wearing Yeah, we age. don't get that much these days, do we? Yep, yep. So he felt that was... Got a lot uh, of entitled people coming over here these days. Yep. So he he uh, was a naval officer. I have a, a great uncle who's still alive. I think he just turned 97. It was a B-17 pilot in World War II. Oh, wow. I have another late uncle who was a Marine Corps captain. Um, I have had cousins who are cops. So um, none of that gives me any street cred, but it sure puts me in a proud family and I, I, that means a lot to me. That's awesome. Uh, so you're, so you're, is it your, did you say your granddad was World War II? My, uh, my great uncle was a World War II bomber pilot, B-17 pilot. Okay. He's still alive? He is. I think he just turned 97 last week. Shout out to Uncle Hesh. Uncle Hesh. That's awesome. We had, um, not too long ago when we were at SHOT Show, actually, Al Mamprey, who is the last surviving member of the um, Easy Company, Band of Brothers. Yeah. yeah. We had him on. Just a treat to have him on. He's still very sharp-minded, quick, quick-witted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, those, those guys are, those are greatest generation guys and women. Yeah. I mean, still known amazing. as the greatest, greatest generation. Um, so I had I, a really if, cool, I, I'll just in, indulge myself. I had a really cool treat related to that and that, you know, our company is based in Appleton, Wisconsin and, the neighboring city is Oshkosh, where you mm-hmm. probably know is Lions. once a year is the well, is the busiest airport in the world for several days yeah. um, with the fly-in, which I've gone to several years. And the um, EAA Museum is there. It's a beautiful aviation museum. And I was in Oshkosh. I was in. I go to Appleton, you know, every few weeks for work. And I noticed uh, online that the EAA Museum was having an exhibit of World War II nose art. You oh, know, cool. Yeah. They used to, in the good old days, they'd paint often. Uh, Pin up girls and different things like that on, on there. Yeah. And they were showing actual, these are not reproductions, the actual cutaway metal from the actual planes. And sure enough, there's my uncle's nose art because my aunt is the girl in his nose art. Really? That is cool. And, and it's legendary in our family. And I'm like, holy crap, the the actual aluminum panel from his B 17 is. is 20 minutes away from me right now. I've got to go there. That is amazing. I, went, I ran to the museum right when it opened. And <laughs> I told them the story and they're like, they wouldn't take my money for admission. Yeah. They're like, oh, we want to show you in person. And it was just an amazing treat to touch it and see it up close. How um, long have they had that? Uh, they had that. It was supposed to be temporary while they built the new, what do they call They used to call it the Confederate Air Force in Texas, but political correctness forced them to change it yeah. to some other consolidated air force museum or something like that. Sure. And it, they were holding it pending that opening of that new museum. Huh. But I think it may still be there. If it's not, it's in Texas. I mean, you guys need to make sure you keep track of that, that that's going to be a family heirloom, man. Well, I don't think we're going to get his nose art back. I, well, I mean, you might, you never know. You, <laughs> you know how stuff like that, when it gets passed around, it just, it turns up missing somehow. And you guys definitely don't want that to happen. Uh, I'll talk to his, my, my cousins, his, his sons about it. You need to buy it and then and loan it back to them for the museum. And that way you guys still have ownership of it. Be yeah. Super, it's either way. Cool. It's an amazing, it was an amazing treat to see it live because I've seen pictures of it since I was a kid. So is he still sharp? Quick, quick. I think quick? so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in touch with his kids. Would uh, love to hear some of his yeah. stories. 
he, he's, he's, you know, every family has the coolest dude in the family. It's him. He's, he was like central casting movie bomber pilot with the, you know, with the wire, with the gold ray bands. And oh, yeah. Hair and, you know, it looked like he was out of a movie. So he's very, very, very cool dude. We love him. That's cool. All right. Next question is when, uh, when you're growing up, what's your earliest recollection of, of shooting a firearm, shooting? That's a great question. I could be a BB gun, things. could be a rifle. What, what's the, I, I do track those things. That's a great question. I'm actually prepared for it. So, um, I don't know how old I look, but I think I'm, I think I'm older than I look, or I think I look younger than I am. So this goes back like 40 plus years. Um, and my first recollection is my dad. That's usually the case for a lot of young boys. Yeah. My, my dad, dad or granddad. Yeah. Taking me to, uh, a stream and shooting a BB gun, uh, at a, at a berm basically, you know, throwing some cans up or something. Mm-hmm. And I even remember, I don't remember what model it was, but I could picture the BB gun. It, it, it looked like a Ruger 22 target pistol kind of look. And, um, and that's my very, and I, and of course I was hooked and, and have been ever since. And then, um, you know, after that, eventually probably at around, 13 or 14 or something started shooting 22s mm-hmm. um shotguns things like that yeah 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 i didn't i did not grow up in a hunting family so i don't hunt but i grew up in a target shooting plinking family and um and i actually do you have do you still have any of those rifles I, from your childhood or guns I, I have a uh not from my child i did find an old pellet gun which i got rid of i should have probably kept it um I still have a BB gun that's in a closet at Crossman. Interestingly, Crossman, legendary BB gun company, mm-hmm. pellet gun company, is based right here in upstate New York where I am, 20 minutes down one street from my house. Interesting. And I was just there recently and was touring the factory, and it, they make everything there. I'm Not to be here to plug Crossman, but they it's like what a manufacturing used to be. They, they make every BB there. They make oh, every, really? They make the CO2 there. They make every pellet there, and it was such a treat to see an actual American manufacturing company that's 100% vertical. Every wood stocks are made there. Wow. The guns are made there. The BBs, I mean, billions and billions of BBs, they make them <laughs> Absolutely. They're out of wire. Yeah. Um, and it's right down the street. And, and That's cool. That'd there. be an awesome tour to do. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I, and, and then I started getting my own firearms. And um, What's the first one that you could call your own that you – actually purchased yourself um so the first rifle that i purchased would have been probably a marlin 22 like a lot of people Mm -hmm. and the first pistol i still have my first two pistols which i i got exactly 31 years ago amazingly um (laughs) and one is a smith and wesson model 439 and one is a Smith and Wesson model 422. That was a plinking gun. Cool. And they're both still in the safe because I can't bear to part with them. Now, uh, we didn't ask. I didn't ask you this. Do you have children? I do. And have you taken them out to to shoot um, and plink? My son, who's turning 20 in July, is a college student and plans to be a law enforcement officer, which I'm very proud of. Um, he loves shooting, so he's gone out shooting with me. My daughter's not interested um my wife uh is from a uh, how can i be kind family that doesn't like guns 
Sure, uh, they exist. But to her credit, she's tried it, um, and it just didn't stick. But she tolerates my hobby. Well, that's good. That's, that's good. all you can ask for. All right, next question is, when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it's a movie, TV show, maybe a, a book or magazine that's firearms-related, that's gun-related? Oh, man, yeah. It's almost like I sent you these questions. These are good questions that are <laughs> they're, you're teeing them up for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I told you they weren't going to be hard. Well, I don't know. So my the first thing that came to mind instantly when you said pop culture is I'm a pop culture fanatic. Um, the movie, and I think I'm very close with both my brothers, and the, there's probably not a – I would say between the three of us, there's probably not a single day that goes by that one of us doesn't quote or borrow something from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, the first time I saw Pulp Fiction, I didn't get it and I thought it was terrible. And by the third time I realized it was probably the best movie ever made. Um, so we use a lot of, it's one of those you got to watch several times to really appreciate genius dialogue, genius dialogue. So that's not really a gun movie. Um, it kind of is, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, it's true. There's guns in it, but, Mm -hmm. uh, plenty of them. Um, I mean, in terms of just, uh, plain old action movies boy there's so uh, so many of them uh well we we were talking about john wick three coming out this week yeah before, before we went on the air here and i'm dying to see that i think that's a uh, lot of a lot of people's uh, go-to is john wick uh, for, for he re- it's really been embraced by the gun community i think partially because it's just great sequences and partially because keanu reeves by way of getting trained for those movies actually became a credible three-gun shooter um, and so unlike a lot of the, you know, the people you see on TV and movies who mm-hmm. don't make it look very good, he makes it look good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm, um, hopefully go see that with my son this week, uh, when it comes out. Um, cool. so those are two good ones. Yeah. Now, did you grow up, uh, with comic books? Uh, ish. Ish. Uh, but, but not the cool kind. I grew up like Archie <laughs> comics. I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> You're not that old. How are you? How old do you think I am? Uh, I was going to say you're close to my age. I'm 48. I wish. Uh, uh, 53. Yeah, you're close to my age. Shit. <laughs> Ish. You're still in your 40s and I'm not. Yeah, uh, but still. I mean, I've got two older brothers. And uh, yeah. I mean, one's older than you and then one's probably about your age. So that's how I got into it was through them. I had two older brothers that um, they were into the comic books. And I would get some of their hand-me-downs. And then, of course, I started on my own. But uh yeah, I'm the oldest, so I got no hand-me-downs. And um, I did occasionally. We'd have like the the Marvel DC, like Superman, Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff. But I never got deep. Like people now are, it's just a massive obsession, and I I don't even know half the stuff they're talking about. You oh, know, back in the day, it was it was a massive obsession. I just think yeah. it's become more mainstream now, and that that's where you're getting getting a lot what, of that. But. What I did have was a pretty extraordinary baseball card collection. Right. That, yeah. I was going to uh, say baseball cards too. Yeah. Football I, cards. I, I grew up in uh, Queens in New York City and I grew up, you know, bike ride distance away from Shea Stadium, was then called Shea Stadium where the Mets played. And um, I had a huge multi, multi year complete baseball card collection that included, you know, Reggie Jackson rookie card and all that nice. kind of stuff every one of them in mint condition and I, and some guy, and then there's a tragic story about <laughs> what, what happened? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I was always trying to get money. I, you know, growing up, I didn't, didn't have a lot and I was always trying to 
do something to get my hands on some money. And I was probably, I don't know what, a young teenager. And a friend of mine said, oh, I know a guy who'll buy your baseball card collection. And I said, really? And I brought this huge boxes, these boxes of baseball cards to this guy in a hobby store who gave, who said, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. And because 50 bucks then to me sounded like all the money in the world. Sure. I'm like, oh, and he took out two twenties and a 10 right in front of me. And I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> He's sold. Kind of, there's thousands there's of dollars. that goes by that. I don't think about tracking that guy down for taking advantage of a stupid teenager. Oh yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sure that collection would be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, no doubt. Yeah. If only, you know, hindsight 2020. Right. Yeah. I got a lot of those woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. All right. Next question is what is your, what is your next gotta have, wanna have, uh, whether it's firearm or piece of kit? What are you, what are you looking at? What are you eyeing? Um, one that I could actually acquire or one that yes, I, one that money you, were no object. Well, that's okay. coming up. Okay. <laughs> um, it's I'm like you've actually, listened to the show before or something. <laughs> uh, my next, uh, my next acquisition uh, will be a wheel gun um, okay. because that needs to be added to the collection. And aside from them being back in style in a big way, I've just got kind of renewed my appreciation for what elegant machines they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically perfect machines. And uh, so I'm thinking I have never. Uh, owned a Ruger firearm in my life, and that GP100 looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had one of those. Uh, yeah, really, really nice. I so I'm thinking it. a GP100 four inch stainless with the. That'd be a good choice. Hole. Yeah, so yeah. that's my next one. Cool. All right. So next question is: Laws be damned, money be damned. Um, what would you own? It doesn't um, have to be firearm. Oh well, I. If it's not firearms, we'll never get done with this discussion because there's a long, there's a long ass list of that stuff. Um, in firearms, uh, and maybe I'm set, not setting my sights high enough, and maybe some of the true enthusiasts would think I'm not. I, I don't have. Don't say it. Don't say a Barrett 50 cal. No, but I would, okay. But it'd be, no, but it, but it'd be fun. Uh, no, uh, Scar 17 and, and long guns and um, Colt Python. The Colt Python. Okay. But that because those are, find, I mean, those are still, I mean, they're not unattainable as far as price goes, but they're still kind of pricey. They're, they're both three to four grand. I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not. Uh, so outside of firearms, what would you? Man, it could be anything. Yeah. You could own anything. Laws be damned. Money be damned. Uh, it's really hard to now. I mean, I'm, I actually there's not a whole lot that I want, but uh, my other obsession, which is seems like a weird opposite of uh of shooting i you can probably see behind me because you're you, you and i are uh-huh. chatting uh but uh my other obsession is sailboat racing oh okay and um so i guess if nothing mattered and money didn't matter and all of that it, there'd probably be a really really nice sailboat parked somewhere uh preferably in the south not up here in the north sail the world yeah just uh, do a little, do do some racing, a little cruising, but I, yeah. I don't have aspirations to sail around the world. But so yeah, a really I'm, nice, like racing sailboat, racing good racer cruiser that I can yeah. take to the Caribbean and stuff like that. So what are those? Racing. What are those normally run? I don't. I'm not into the sailboat oh, anymore. The, the range is infinite. I mean, you could buy a 
just like youth, anything else. An old, yeah, I mean, you can buy an older boat, you know, 40-foot boat in the high tens of thousands of dollars. You could buy one for a million dollars. Okay. It's, I was going to say top of the line, all the bells and whistles, million million bucks. Top top of the line, all the bells and whistles, over 40 feet, you're in between, you're seven, eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next question is... If uh, you could spend the day the day at the range with anyone or any group of people, whether they're still alive, fictional, or past, who would you choose and why? Crap, that is going to be a hard one to answer. That's it's who's who's popping in your head right now. Just say that. That's the answer. I, I don't have one. nothing popped in my head. You could spend the uh, day at the range with anybody. Anything? Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Okay. It's a good choice. You want to do some precision shooting, learn how to. Yep. Absolutely. That's, uh, I, I, that's my, my, my favorite kind of shooting to do is just lying down prone and shooting at distance. I mean, you know, not two, three, four K, but anything in the hundreds. Seven K. <laughs> What's that last attempt was six something, right? So with Charlie Melton, uh, we attempted, uh, I say we, we were all out there. Charlie was attempting 6,170 yards, which is over three and a half miles. So he's got it dialed in. It's going to happen. We were thinking it was going to, we're going to go back out and try it again the end of this month. Uh, I think we're pushing it to June now, Uh, but he is going to nail that one and then push it on back to probably seven and just let that sit for a while. And then, you know, if that ever gets gets broken then he'll you know he'll move it back further i saw one of the 5k shot videos i don't remember who it was but i just remember seeing i think he hit it on the fifth shot or something and yeah and i remember just hearing about the the optics because you can't it's not possible to shoot that distance with any normal optics there's some kind of there's special ramp or whatever you gotta it's gotta go there's all kinds of special uh mounts and attachments that that you gotta use to be able to get the um, the correct elevation. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, but you can still see when we were, when I was, I got to shoot it and I was looking through his scope and I mean, you could see the target, but you can't see like nuts on, you know, so you can basically see an outline and you put your, you know, your dot on there and hope it, it gets there. But it's, it's ridiculous. All the, the calculations and things that come into it, but it's crazy stuff, but it is just really fun to just, breathe and shoot one shot at a time with a bolt action rifle and yeah or even a semi-auto i mean i like i like doing semi-auto uh precision shooting also yeah well you can see behind me i've got a couple of 308 set up for for the uh the long range precision i've got a 4 to 32 scope on one of those yeah wow so i can yeah definitely reach out there right on optics the official optics of talking lid by the way i saw that um but yeah so uh chris kyle would would uh what about fictional characters who would you who'd you like to spend some time with um well the the instant answer only because it was already sitting in my head is john wick yeah he's he's a popular choice we had several people say john wick um you know i can't go as silly as like nakatomi plaza kind of stuff that bruce willis (laughs) that's just not real sure you can but that's the thing it's fictional that's too fictional. No, it's perfect. Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. 
Uh, <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. So, <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else do I like in uh, in the fictional world? I, I like the, uh, what's his name, Jason Statham movies, but he's, oh, no, Jason, Jason Statham. Bourne. Uh, okay, Jason, Jason Bourne. Statham too, but the Bourne movies. Yeah. Jason I could hang Bourne. with him. That'd be good. What yeah. about uh, historical? Um, is this are we still talking about going to the range or just historical figures? Well, but basically, the, the question's designed is like, who would you like to hang out with? You know, well, if you take the range element out of it, I'd like to hang out with Winston Churchill. Okay, I mean, he could you can hang out the range with Winston Churchill unless you want to paint with him. You know, he was a big painter, he was an uh, artist. Um, uh, Patton would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Love love to, toward the end of his life, get uh, what was on his mind. Yeah. During the end of the war there. Yeah. Before he passed away in that car accident. And um, man, I always liked Teddy Roosevelt. There you go. Very good. So that was easy. That was painless, right? Not too bad. So there you go. Now you what? you have been acclimated. You're an official leadhead now. Awesome. Welcome to the Leadhead Brigade, Michael. Probably going to get all kinds of crap from my friends when they listen to all this, but that's all right. It's good fun. That's okay. So uh, once again, give everybody uh, all the website, social media, contact info for uh, Armament Systems and Procedures, ASP. Yep. So our website is asp-usa.com. And our Facebook and Instagram are at ASPUSA without the dash. Just you know, think of it as ASPUSA, ASPUSA uh, for Facebook and Insta. And then we've got a YouTube channel you can get to from our website or from YouTube. You just search ASP. I think it's ASPUSA1 maybe for YouTube. Uh, we've got a lot of videos. Video content is a big push for us right now. We've got probably 30 new videos on uh, how to use stuff, you know, how to choose stuff, how to buy products, you know, how to, how to uh, service them um, and tweak them and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so that, that's a big push. Um, and, uh, and like I said, you know, we, we, we have a great distribution network. So I, I don't want anybody to think that our website is the only place to go. We've, we've got distributors all over the world. So you can go to, the uh, dealer area of our website and there's a interactive map. So you can see if there's a shop near you that has stuff that you can put your hands on. Very cool. Make sure you guys go and, and show them some love and don't forget about the giveaway that we're going to be doing with ASP. Get your social media pictures, go out to let your local law enforcement uh, men and women know how much you appreciate them. Do a selfie, uh, do a video. And then if you're, if you are law enforcement, you are LE if you do a picture of yourself with an ASP product, uh, then you will be eligible to win one of our main prizes. And then if we pick you, you will also uh, win a little bonus, a little something extra that Michael's going to throw in there just for you. So, Michael, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the, the show and uh, acclimate our listeners to your company and your products. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this ever since we met at Range Day at SHOT. And I think it would only be appropriate, in, uh, if I could, and since we are uh, recording this during National Police Week, um, I think it would only be appropriate to acknowledge that, um, you know, National Police Week is really entirely dedicated to uh, officers who have given their lives 
uh, in service to their communities and a lot of activities going on around that. Um, but the most important thing is that we recognize and appreciate them. There's people who did not go home to their families on a given night at work. Um, and we should all be appreciative and aware of that sacrifice. So not to end on a low note or a somber note. No, that's, month, that's, that's a message that, that can't be said enough and stressed enough, which is another reason why we're doing, uh, you know, the giveaway that we're doing because we want you to get out there and let these men and women know how much that they are appreciated and that their service uh, to our communities and our nation is needed. So thank you again. Thank you again for doing that. Wouldn't want to be in a nation without them, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. And don't forget to use that discount code uh, for all their lights and lights accessories on ASP-USA. It's LED20, and you're going to get 20% off um, any of those products there that are light, flashlight, or light-related. I want to clarify that. And make sure you go show all the sponsors of Talking Lead love. Right on Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead. RightOnUSA.com. It's R-I-T-O-N Optics.com or USA.com. Either one of those will work. Keltec Weapons. Check them out at KeltecWeapons.com. You'll look at their new KS7 12-gauge bullpup shotgun. It's the uh, next evolution to their KSG. They've gone to a single tube versus the, the double tube. Made it lighter more maneuverable, really cool shotgun, shoots great. And their 22 long pistol that they have now, competition pistol, the CP33, which will hold 33 rounds of 22 long. KeltechWeapons.com. Modern Spartan Systems, for all your lubricating and gun cleaning needs, Modern Spartan Systems got you guys covered. ModernSpartanSystems.com. And then, of course, the best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today are X-Steel Targets. X-Steel Targets. So show Bud some love over at X-Steel Targets. 1776 United. Get all your talking lead, swag, t-shirts, patches at 1776united.com. And they're going to be having a Memorial Day sale as you guys are listening to this. I'm sure it's kicked off. Yeah, ready to go. Make sure you go check out their awesome Memorial Day sale. And we're going to be giving away four $25 gift cards to 1776 United during our 300 episode celebration. Stay tuned for those. And you can get your official Letty. The Letty is better than a Yeti. Pizza drinks minutes colder or hotter uh, is the Talking Letty. Don't be a snowflake. Get your Letty at dip123.com forward slash Talking Letty. <laughs> and then make sure you guys go friends of the show, Palmetto State Armory. I've got some, some more videos coming from their AKP, which is their AK pistol, AK-47 pistol that they've got. Uh, started testing that out the other day. It's been running great so far. Other accessories they've got there. They've sent me some things to update some of my old, tired AR-15s with some new uh, furniture and sights. Our friends over at Mission First Tactical, they've done the same thing. My 300 Blackout lightened it up, made it look a lot better. Uh, love their minimalist butt stop. Make sure you guys go check them out as well. And the Buck Knives. Uh, the official sponsors for this year, uh, Talking Lead at the 2019 Shot Show. Buck Knives. We're doing some things with them coming up. And uh, Michael's got his Buck Knife there, too. Very cool. As always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs> <laughs>
and your flashlight really close so you can find all that other stuff. And keep it charged and ready to go. Roger that. 300, 300, 300, 300, 300, 300 episodes of Madness.